Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. Hey, weirdos. So uh, this is going to be the intro that we'll use for all the episodes while I'm in Australia. So I'm going to keep it uh, very short because it's going to get old very quickly. So anyway, uh, here are the tour dates real quick. I'm in Melbourne right now. Uh, That's March 27th through April 7th. After that, I'm going to be in Los Angeles at the Troubadour for Live You Made It Weird on April 15th. Uh, 4.20 for the uh, South Beach Comedy Festival. I will be in Miami for two shows on one night on 4.20. April 24th through the 27th, I'll be in Austin for the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. May 9 through 11, I will be in Calgary, and uh, I believe that's in Canada. Uh, May 15th, I'm going to be in Buffalo for one night at Helium. May 16th, in Cleveland for the Grog Shop. That's one night. June 7th and 8th, I'll be in Bloomington, Indiana for the Limestone Comedy Festival. That's going to be a lot of fun. Support the show. Get, uh, download a You Made It Movies. Hopefully by the time this comes out, there'll be even some new episodes out there. You just have to search You Made It Weird on iTunes and you'll see some bonus episodes called <coughs> excuse me, called You Made It Movies. And uh, YouMadeItWeird.com. Donate. Get a t-shirt. That's a direct way to support the show. Or if you're ever going to buy anything on Amazon, a great way to help this program is to go to Nerdist.com, click on the Amazon banner, and then just shop as you normally would. Uh, and those uh, part of those proceeds will go to supporting this podcast. All right. That's it. That's easy. That's a good intro for every episode. I hope these are good. With all the time differences, I couldn't. I, I would never know when to send you these intros. You have to send them on Tuesday to get their... Okay, enjoy. Jesus the Christ. Is there a Jesus? <laughs> my first question. Go in reverse you order. Don't wanna, you don't want to know my answer to that. You don't love Jesus? Sure. <laughs> if he historically existed. What do you think? No. You don't think so? No. Just zero? No. <clears throat> no Jesus from Nazareth? No. No Jesus in Galilee? No. Do you want to know why? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to know why. Uh, it's an it's an like it's called religious syncretism. <laughs> religious syncretism. They they uh, it's an amalgamation of a bunch of different. Uh, Slow down. <laughs> it's, it's a combination yeah. of a bunch of different pagan gods and how JC is. Yeah, and how people Jewish people reacted to getting booted out of the old Jerusalem and. 170 AD and their messianic prophecies. Yes, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Would you help me? Sure. Start with the pagan thing. Which pagan gods is Jesus? Okay, uh, <clears throat> there's uh, Mithras. There's Serapis. They all have like virgin birth, December 25th. Well, that's the pagan thing. Nowhere yeah. in the Bible does it say Jesus was born on December 25th. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. I'm. With you, yeah. I'm interested. Yeah. I, you're talking about the hero's journey. Yeah, you're talking about virgin birth, the stories, physical wa- water death and, and resurrection, water into wine, water into wine, Dionysus walking on water. That's someone else that they said, "Hey, our guy did that too." Healing the blind man. That's a thing that someone probably sure. Did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yep, I'm with you. Uh-huh. And I'm Mithra. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay, I'm Mithra. Oh, what a dumb boy. way to start with this. <laughs> Mike, I'm feeling slappy. I, what? What is your... We'll get back to Jesus. I'm going to write on this piece of paper, Jesus. I'm not going to bring it up at the end. I'd just like to be able to talk to you about this. Yeah. Look, 
<laughs> You're creative. Sure. <laughs> what are your feelings on, on sleep? Because I slept badly last night. How do, like too much or not enough? or Not enough. Poor quality? Also of a poor quality. Can I tell you why? Sure. Have you ever listened to this show? Last night before I went to sleep. I Which did. one? I listened to Dane. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys bonded on so many levels. Did we? Yeah. He texted me after he said, you remind me of me. I think he was maybe kidding. I'm not sure. Because I told him, I kept insisting that we were similar. You got, well, you had similar upbringings. Can sure. I? Yes. And can I tell you that since then, a number of comedian friends of mine have like come out of the kind of cook closet and being like, I've always liked him. I've always like uh, admired him. That was always the thing, though. People were always like, that first album is good. But then when he got really popular yeah. and it wasn't my cool thing anymore, yeah. then people started bashing. He's always yeah. a great performer. Sure. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. I, um, we can talk about Dane, too. I want to tell you that I had a, um, I've, I've been taking Tylenol PM yeah. the past like four nights. God, that's a good drug. <laughs> Just a sleepy town mayor, oh, mayor of sleepy town. And that mayor doesn't have a headache or nothing? No. Because, Mike, you're a big booze hound. Sure. Have you been drinking today, son? No, I didn't drink today. Shine no. a light at you. No, no. They're not bouncing. <laughs> the eyes aren't bouncing. Why do I yeah, know that? They shine the light at you to see if your eyes are bouncing? Yeah. I thought it was to see if you, like, uh, squinted too hard. Like, right. <laughs> I'm drunk. Come on, man. I'm drunk. I shouldn't be driving. That's what you say. I'm trying to sleep in here. When light is showing While driving. Ah, I definitely shouldn't be driving. Ah, ah damn those mag lights. <laughs> yeah. There's a rumor going around. Chicago. 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 I got that from you. You did. And now everyone associates it with me. That's how it's going to work, though. <laughs> Give me more bets. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you're the one that showed me that Kyle is higher. Well, everyone that does a Kyle. Domian, a Domian has like a... You know, you know, like yeah. that sort of Kyle, and that's the popular one. Yeah, but it's really old a- Kyle used to be like. Uh, uh, and if you look at it closely, that's not a Chicago style pizza. Yeah, that's a cowboy boot filled orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> so if you combine the two, I'm not. I'm not an impressionist. We're not saying any of us are Chicago. There's a room. There's a room going around in Chicago. <laughs> See, it's getting good because <laughs> Kyle back in the day looked like a skinhead. Well, he was rockabilly, right? Is that what you call that? Or a skinhead, yeah, sure. <laughs> a rockabilly that hates other races. Yeah. Well, rockabilly. <laughs> Raceabilly. Raceabilly. Hillabilly. Hillbilly. They already had a word for that. They totally already did it. He looked like, uh, he just, you know, I, I used to go to a lot of hardcore punk shows when I was Did kid. you? Did you know that? In yeah. your Guinness hat? <laughs> you. <laughs> You've cut me to my core, <laughs> you son of a bitch. You're very good at doing it to me, so I have to bring that up. <laughs> oh, we love roasting. My favorite thing to do, maybe, is are when you, you're just, on, you and I yes. are on the same show, sitting in the back of the room and just whispering to each other the most vicious things about oh, whoever is on stage. Really fun. Because it's not hurting them. They it's, don't know. No, they don't know. <laughs> they might know. They might feel it. <laughs> they, you think up. so? It's fun to take little mean-cations. Little mean vacations. Yeah. We're not mean people. Shh, well, no. <laughs> Are you... What? Well, well no, I'm... To, your, to anyone's face. To your face. To anyone's yeah. face. I was just talking... Who was I talking to about that? It was uh, Nick Kroll. We were talking about uh, the extent to which you manufacture likability. Sure. Because uh, you boil... You reduce any of us... We're kind of all the same basic elements. Uh-huh. Some cruelty, 
We're all made Some, of stars. We're all made of stardust. Stardust. So I guess I could have gone with you and said stars. I don't know why I corrected you. I, I wanted you to feel like I knew what you were talking about. But then knew more. Mithros. <laughs> I didn't know more. I could. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. I mithed it. <laughs> You're saying Jesus Myth- is a, a, a an amalgamation. What was it? Uh, He's I, a collection. Yeah, he <laughs> is, just give up on a word. Yeah, you have misappro. You have misused <laughs> these documents. <laughs> could, uh, could be. What was I saying? You were talking. When we're all oh, s- being mean. Yeah. Uh, well, you love roasting. Yeah, we've got some good roast. You do a monthly. Is Not monthly? anymore. I haven't done it for a while because uh, people were. It was getting unfun. Oh, people were. Can we talk? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Oh my God! What am I, Joan Rivers? Can we talk? <laughs> I was going to say, can we talk about maybe the greatest night of our lives? That roast. Well, you were on the two best ever. I've been on the two best. Portland ever. was second best, yeah. and then the first best was the Hollywood Improv. God bless him, our good friend Ricky Carmona. Oh my God! <laughs> you were okay. Were she you was, there? She was there too. Was there. You were there. Remember? What's that? I made people go into my bedroom at a party and listen to his set. And I said it, and if Ricky, Ricky, I love you. And I mean this in the night. It was, it was the best set I've ever seen in my entire life. No, no, no. The best terrible set. He, I mean, ter- like, I, did I, he mention this podcast? I don't remember. <laughs> that, okay, we got to bring people into the fold. Ricky Carmona is a friend of ours. From Chicago. Chicago. Remember going around, remember going to Chicago, that uh, Ricky Carmona, he's going out there and he's doing a roast. <laughs> uh, was he on the weed? He had to. Have I don't know. He, I, I'm going to say he was. I think that he felt out of his element to a certain extent. Well, he's a sweetheart. Right, he's a very nice guy. He's a very nice guy. There's certain people, and it's not a, it's not a bad thing, that don't have the uh, the razor roast bone. Right, razor roast bone. He was my favorite wrestler. <laughs> I'm razor roast bone. There's a rumor going around with razor roast bone. Razor roast bone. <laughs> as tag team partner. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing your show, Roast of the Week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if you that, want to listen to this, you can. Yeah, you should. You should listen you to it. You can listen to it. You should listen to it. Uh, Tell them how to listen to it. Uh, roast of the Week with Mike Bridenstine. And it's like, just look for the one with Pete and Ricky Carmona. Ricky does about 15 minutes. And he got a standing ovation afterwards from the, the from the day. He didn't. I don't know if we let him get to more than three punchlines. His setups were tale of two cities. They were to call them long is is a mis misappropriate. Pete a Holmes misuse. has a podcast. And look, Katie, you were there. I was right there. Yeah, we were there. We were right next to him, and he kept doing the setup, and we'd all laugh. Yeah. And then he'd be like, why are they laughing? I think from where I was sitting, he was not sure why we were laughing. We were laughing because he kept stating things that everyone already knew. (laughs) Correct. And he was like, Pete Holmes has a podcast called You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. And on that podcast, Pete's podcast, You Made It Weird with Pete. The podcast entails. (laughs) He said, oh, it was. He like described the podcast. Had nothing really to do with it. We asked him if he had a stroke. You basically have every class clown, class clown in him. Yeah. Straight class clown in him. Like Moshe was there. Oh my God, uh, I forgot. I think Moshe was killer. Yeah. I. You know what my favorite line of that night was? Nate Craig was 
Nate Craig was there. Dan Bilek was Nate there. Nate Craig uh, did did a very good set of. Uh, he actually did roast the week. He had some correct. Like, he yeah, had he some, did. Like, he monologue did monologue jokes. Yeah, uh, which were very good. And then um, I remember no one laughed at it because it was too mean. <laughs> Do you remember my joke that it was too mean about me? No, tell me what was the one about you. I don't remember which one it was, but you said Mike Bridenstine went to uh, he did. Montreal new faces with me. The only thing he got out of it was a stamp on his passport, oh. and it and it was like, oh my god, <laughs> I, am, I am so mean. No, 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 no. That's I think, what I want. Here's a weird thing. That's what I, I want. I know. I know. I want to mainline it too. When when if someone has a joke about me and it's like not <laughs> true and it's just a forced right. like right. he's fat and stupid right and it's forced, then I'm kind of like, what is mm-hmm. it about the roast? I actually think this is worth discussing. The format, it, it's it's a it's a privileged position that comedians have this thing. Right. It's like a car. It's like my father's card game, which I never was sitting at, but right. I imagine they're doing similar things. Where we have this format where we can say, "Hey, Mike, you did Montreal with me mm-hmm. and Kumail mm-hmm. and a, and a couple other." Which, people. by the way, in in hindsight, was asinine that I was in your group. Ah! <laughs> when I moved to Chicago, Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> 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 you guys were already like the best. <laughs> then you moved to New York and were like the best. <laughs> and then there it was like everyone they forgot to put in new faces and then unrepped me, unwashed <laughs> slovenly me. Unwashed. And they threw me up there and said, "Go." I remember you doing well. I had good sets, yeah. Yeah, you had good sets. Yeah. <laughs> and I had a really good stamp on my passport. <laughs> Oh, my God. But, okay, so, look, let's say that it's psychologically and friendshiply beneficial to acknowledge a little bit of a – it's not an elephant in the room. It's not like every time I see you, that's what I think. Right. But we get to write these jokes where we get – it's like, I don't know. What is the suspension of disbelief that we're like, let's just pretend it's okay to be mean to each other. Right. And and then sometimes it, it really works and it makes people closer. I'd like to be clear, by the way. Don't anyone fucking tweet at me mean shit. I hate it. <laughs> you have to no because the trick is to really get someone to really get them. You have to on some level know them. know them really well. And when someone does it to me, like that joke was, uh, it had history to it. Yes, do you know what I mean? We were there together, right? And so we, it's something that we shared and. It just so happens that right now your career is going <laughs> slightly better than, let's say, mine. You know what I mean? <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> but okay, and here we are on a podcast talking about that. <laughs> right. It's nice to create these alternate realities yeah. where we can talk about anything. <laughs> yeah. Podcasts and roasts. Right. Can I – I'm trying – the one that I wanted to tell you that I, – which I'm sure that I will remember it if you tell me. What is the name of the fella – I had to ask you his name. This is going to be Dan. Hurtful. Was it Dan Bialek? Dan Bialek. And you, and, I said, and what's you, that guy's name? Yeah, and I, and I told you. That's like the meanest part is the, that I had to go, who is that? Do you understand why it's meaner though? Why? Because you don't know him. Right. That's exactly what I'm saying. Right, right. Is right. The meanest part of the roast was I was going to make fun of him yeah. and I didn't know who he was and I should have just said that, yeah. but that's kind of a typical roast move is to go, I don't even know who you are. Right. Like a typical, like, since I've done so many, like the tip, like the hack roast jokes yeah, yeah. are like, sorry, I don't know these guys because I don't hang out at open mics right, or right, something, right, right, something right, right, along right, those right. lines. I actually have a file in my phone. I want to I see if I have anything. Do you have stock roast jokes? I Every time I think of a roast joke, I write it down and I want I want to tell them to you okay I'm going to tell you a couple of them I, I, I doubt they're I think I've already said this one on the show Anthony Jeselnik looks like a good looking guy 
whose weird eye is looking at a better looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Um, so you wanted to take apart his looks. Yeah, what else do you got? He's, he's, he's a sweetheart, and he's good-looking. Mm-hmm. So if you have an eye that's, like, slightly off Does his axis... Does he have an off eye? You wouldn't even know unless you've, like, really tried to find a weak spot. <laughs> Whereas on anyone else, it's just like, well, you're all... Yeah, garbage. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Emily, Emily Gordon. I use it all the time. Uh, you could say it about many people. Uh, you look like the brother of a good-looking guy. Oh, she said okay. it about Brendan Fraser, and I've stolen it many times. <laughs> I tried to write jokes with successful comedy writers, but none knew who you are. Pretty. Scary. You did use that one. You said I was at a very important dinner before this. Oh, that's and true. And I asked them for help. Yeah, I did ask them for help. <laughs> Moshe means Moses. Perfect. If you, it's perfect because if you sleep with him, your bush will burn. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's pretty good. Uh, these are all the ones I did it. Look at this dais who wasn't available, Robert Buscemi. That is that makes me really happy. He's doing the show tomorrow. Oh, is he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Good Chicago week. Oh man, the second time I ever did the Lions Den in Chicago. Chicago, Chicago. Everyone's gonna be like, "Would he shut up?" I know, I know, I know. I'm so sorry. It's okay, listener. It's a free podcast. The second time I ever did it, I was very excited because do you remember the sweet spot was like fifteen to twenty? Really? I considered the sweet spot third or fourth. Really? I think that's so telling. No one would go first except for Crocious. Yeah. First sucked. First sucked. This is the Lions Den open mic in Chicago. First was no good. Second, I'd take. Third? Really? Better. Fourth, the best. Fourth was the first. Remember, every fifth slot was reserved for a big gun. Uh, Like Steve O'Harvey. Darren Bodecker, yeah. Dan Kaufman. D- Josh Cheney. Josh Cheney eventually. Yeah. Not at first. Um What's it? Laura- uh, Dwayne Kennedy. Dwayne Kennedy. But I drew what I what I thought was a good, really good number. The room was packed and I was like, here's my coming out party to Chicago. Yeah. I- I'm going to tell all these killer jokes. Yes. Crickets to the full room. The only reaction I got was as I got the light, Boucher, he hates this story, by the way. The back room, I hit my last punch, hit my last punch line, <laughs> whatever that means. And I just heard from the back of the room, Boucher, go, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it so much. I can't wait to talk about him, about what a king. Yes. He was the king. He, he, Buscemi was the king. Robert who is that Buscemi <laughs> was the king of Chicago. Yeah. I'm not shitting on him. I'm mildly shitting on him. I th- well, I think that... He, it- he tweets a lot about how no one knows who he is. My least favorite tweet of Robert. I'm going to talk to him about this tomorrow. You should look up Robert Buscemi. He's a very bizarre uh, comedian from Chicago. One of his tweets was, hey, industry, I'm over here. Oh, that's... Over here. Oh, man. That was it. I did... I There was a show... I forgot the name. Uh, Sticker Treat. Yes. And I I played Buscemi. You did booby, and I uh, wrote a bunch of what I perceived to be Robert Buscemi jokes. I love like this. I was born under the wrong sign. Well, the sign said abortion clinic, and it's ah, like just and stuff like that. And I remember afterwards, he, he said to me, uh, "Do you mind if you write those down for me?" That's so funny. Every time I've ever riffed as Buscemi, he goes, "I know you're kidding, but uh. <laughs> I just I always used to love to do his Harold Dina." Me and my no, wife. No, it wasn't. Me, oh, it was Harold. Me and my wife. I wanted to say Sausagella. That's his daughter. Oh. His daughter, Sausagella. Okay. It became like, there's something to be studied in the, the folksy local guy appeal. Yeah. There was a guy after your time named George Tracy. Uh-huh. And I can do an impression of him spot on. Really? He, he would stand 
just slightly away from the spotlight, almost perfectly like he had planned it. <laughs> he didn't? No. Oh, no. We have to talk about And he got into a car wreck, and his head was kind of dented. No, it wasn't. And he'd go, he would talk about how his, my wife would sit like my wife is. Like, he was talking about his short wife and how he can't go to Blockbuster with her because she can't see her over the shelves. And he'd be like, Chris! Chris! And, like, he was, at one point in time, like, just, we are all in Chicago, so we assumed, like, this guy goes home and laughs at all of us. But then, the more he went up on stage, he got good, uh-huh. which made him bad. Oh, wait, I, I don't understand. Why, was he, why did you think he was laughing at all of you? Because it was so brilliantly terrible. Uh-huh. It was, it was in that anti-comedy Chicago... Like I pe- get it. People would go up and just you didn't do this, no. and uh, certain other people didn't do this. But there's people who would just go up and just shit on the whole thing, right? And they were the killers. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then the people who took it serious, people who would go up with bits, were nine times out of ten like yawned out of the room, right? <clears throat> so when I first moved there, it like, was you're saying something that it needs to be heard so hard. <laughs> what? Is that these open mics, it's possible to become, and I'm not talking about anybody in particular. I'm certainly not talking about Buscemi. Right. But you oh, go, not at all. Not, at, not all. at all. Neither of us are. But you go up and you kill either for the wrong reasons, because you're so bad. Yeah. That happens a lot. Or you kill because you, uh, you're the only one that like will make fun of it and shit on it mm-hmm. and not take it seriously. And you riff and you just swear and you just do this, you do this unreproducible uh, act. Yes. And you're a local favorite. Uh-huh. And look, there's some people that did this and then turned it around. Kyle used to go up with his shirt off, blackout drunk, and just like be Kyle. You mean last week? Chicago. <laughs> I just, I just thought I'd drink a little Maker's Mark, get up on stage, and do what I do. You told me also at a roast. You're not Canaan. Have something before you throw it all away. Oh my God! They See, all stay but with great. You. No, no, no. The no, no, good no. ones do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The good ones do. My fa- I've said it many times. My favorite one is Kumail. On my thirtieth birthday, goes your ex. This she had just left for Rocco. Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch! That is a new fact. His the guy she left me for his name is for Rocco. Has never been said on the show. Oh shit! <laughs> it's okay. Bleeping, bleeping. What do I care? I don't know. Rocco. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We did it. Breakthrough. You fucking dick. He's a cartoon character. I know. You can't write it any funnier. What could his name possibly be that's better? (laughs) Rocco. The motherfucker's name was Rocco. I was left for a Rocco. Well, your name's Pete. That's yeah. not Rocco. No. Pete is Look, so un-Rocco. I have behind this curtain a Rocco, and I have a Pete behind this curtain. <laughs> Look, you might have your preference, but you know which one's the Rocco. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Rocco all day. I don't know. I just kind of I want a, a Pete in the streets, but a Rocco in bed. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so funny. That was lasers in the jungle. That was incredible. That was laser tag. Okay. My sensor is lit up. All right, good. I want a Pete in the streets. And a, he didn't even say a Rocco in the sheets. He said a I Rocco said, in the bed. I, I, I got leaky. I got leaky in the middle. 
because I was so proud of myself as yeah, I was saying you it. You get really excited that the, the, the burn is so good. Yeah. I had no problem with that man. I'd like, I'd like to point out, as much as this would be a good time to shit on him, he was, he was a nice guy. <laughs> he did fuck my wife. <laughs> I was going to say, that wasn't like a problem, maybe? <laughs> Great guy. Great guy. No, 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 no. Uh, you know, piece of shit to a certain extent, but not a bad, you know, fella. He was... <laughs> How do you say this? I don't know. I don't know. I can't believe you said it, you but I kind of love no it. No ill will. And you, I don't. And you said uh, Guinness hat, which is also kind of <laughs> embarrassing. I don't think people know on the show. I used to wear a Guinness hat <laughs> all like, the time. Yeah, that was your thing. <laughs> that was your persona. <laughs> when you're starting comedy, you have nothing, so you'll be like, "I'll be the guy." You know who else did? You know, a hat you is- know who else did? Who? Bob Blevins. Oh, that oh, he had I can't the picture same it. hat as me. I can't picture it. Bob Blevins was a D- Dave Odd who well, booked that, all know, the shows. Definitely know him. You know Dave Odd booked all the shows. Who I still remain grateful to, old Dave Odd. How do you feel? Uh, he's foraging now. He, I know he is foraging. I have mixed emotions because uh, he. I, I, I just I like to bring pr- everyone in. This is the local comedian who did a lot of shows. I don't care what town you're in. There's a Dave Odd. <laughs> Please tell me there's not. <laughs> he was a little bit weird. He did uh, ghost hunting tours. Yes. He did just various. He used to show me photos of orbs. And this is back when you couldn't, you didn't have it on your phone. He'd right. like have prints. Yes. <laughs> Always had je- loose jelly beans in his pocket. That's not true. Yes, it is. Oh, no. Wearing like some sort of pleather flame pants. Yeah. And he did yeah. the thing, like the Hawaiian shirt, like. It was bad. You know what? Him and uh, him and Kelly Williams. Oh, you remember him? That I have not thought of him in. I have a bit. Years. I have a bit about Kelly, which I won't reveal. There's something that someone said that I said was off-putting, and it was Kelly Williams. Anyway, those guys. You know what those guys were to me, and they were both lovely people to a certain extent. I'm not shitting on them, right. but they just reminded me of guys that like weren't getting laid in high school, <laughs> just like me. And then realized you could f- fuck people, and then started fucking people, and then bought flame pants. <laughs> and then put up flyers of themselves saying, ladies, the best sex in Chicago. <laughs> that's so inside, and I love it, because <laughs> that's how he'd promote his show. Yes, with the person who's like their third time on stage. Right. Oh, my God. Like Bob Levins. I remember Bob Levin showed up and he was political. There were a couple guys in Chicago that showed up that were like political. And these political guys would flare up real fast. Right. Bobby Blevs was one of them. And there was this other kid whose name I'm forgetting. And they would destroy. Because this is like right – this is right post 9-11 America. So they would be like, Bush is a – he's an idiot. And people would be like <sighs> – and then like – there's nothing worse than watching someone who does a political set on a Monday do the same set on a Tuesday. You know what I mean? And like most of the crowd saw it on Monday and then see them do it again on Wednesday and you're like, yeah. For some reason, it's less off-putting if you're like, I jerk off with my sofa cushion. You think so? I think so. Is it because it's preachier? It's because it's preachy. I know you're giving the same sermon. Whereas if I'm just telling oh, okay. the story of the time I put a bra on a couch cushion and fucked it, I didn't do that. One time I heard Moshe say that uh, he likes. To, he said he likes to talk about smart <clears throat> things in a dumb way and dumb things in a smart way. And when I heard that, I was like, that's perfect because that's essentially stand-up comedy. Yeah. And if you talk about smart things in a smart way, now you're just a lecturer. You're so funny. You're so funny. And you're so right. There was a there's a comedian that we'll both know. I'll leave his name out of it. This has been a little bit shit talking. I know. 
It's okay. It's okay. We Who do this. Who did we the... shit on? Davon, Kelly Williams, <laughs> Robert Buscemi, Ricky Carmona. Oh, man. Just all our friends. Oh, just, all... just the people we've known for 10 years. <laughs> I didn't say anything bad. I've been very True. careful not to say anything too bad. Let's rank those people in terms of how <laughs> But uh, there was another comedian on the scene that I remember would do like very uh, – here's the, here's the great Woody Allen quote. Are you ready? Sure. Either you, do you think I'm saying the great Woody Allen or the great Woody Allen quote? Either way. Sure. He said, intelligent comedians downplay their intelligence and stupid comedians try to sound intelligent. I completely agree Don't with that. Don't you fucking agree with that? Because, okay, <clears throat> if you're if you're a, a smart person, yes. you don't need to be shouting in the street. No. Like, I remember one time a girl said, if you have a big dick, you don't brag about how rich you are. I don't know why I remember them saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like one of those things where, like... It's true. You can... A lot of times, just look in someone's eyes and know if they're smart or not. That's so funny. If there's a little bit of that light. A little twinkle. A little twinkle. But that term dead behind the eyes means something. Yeah. Because it's, you know, you can see them on the street. Well, they're also calm. They're a little bit calmer, I think. Self-assured. Right. You know, these are probably things you're picking up on. Stupid people are panicking because they're like, they might ask me to spell a word at any moment. I'm not even trying to be funny. I, I, I'm thinking of times when I've been like, oh, what if it comes to me? And that's when my eyes get all darty and I'm pulled over for a DUI. Callback. Callback. Bouncy nice. eyes. That was good. Very, really very good. It. I just remember there were, you know, every, all my favorite comedians, and maybe this will maybe this go out of style, will go up and be like, Look, I'm an idiot. Or look, I don't know everything. But like the people, you know, I guess Proops is the only guy I know that is like, "Hey, kittens, <laughs> I know everything." And he get and he's hilarious. I mean, if you have a certain tongue in cheek, like, "Hey, kittens, <laughs> <laughs> San Fran." I'm trying. I'm trying, and I'm losing it. <laughs> go ahead. Go on. I don't even know what I was talking about. Uh... Smart, stupid, on stage. Dummies try to go like, so I was applying for a mortgage. <laughs> uh, there's I Talk know, about jerking off into beans. If if you are talking about something that's incredibly, like, <coughs> suppo- what you consider to be intelligent, and you're using, like, big words on stage. My favorite yeah. thing that, here's a tell. When they use a big word, and then they say to you <coughs> the smaller word for it. Yeah, fuck you. That just as like yeah. a little like, listen, I am talking above you, but let me bring it back yeah, down yeah. to you. Thank you, you fucking <laughs> drunk at an open mic. Right. Why don't you shout about the yeah. banks to me right now? Uh, Let's all learn it's something. Just, it's just, I don't, I don't like, uh, you know, I have a couple of bits that might be a little bit more um, uh, structured and have a message or whatever. Everyone, every joke has an underlying message. message. But some of them, it's more natural. How easily can the bit be done in conversation or is it going to be me with you interjecting with like your response or whatever? Or is it just me being like, and Bush starts a war that we all know didn't have anything to do with 9-11 just so he can blah, blah, what a dork. Well, let me ask you this. How do you feel about – That was me doing an impression. I'm not here to say that. Anything well, political. Happy 10-year Iraq, though. 10 years of Iraq? <laughs> On the 19th. Shit. How do you feel about gravitas in terms of what people are allowed to talk about on stage? Mm. When a 22-year-old kid goes up yeah. and is telling you the truth, man, Yeah. don't you just want to be like, shut up? Yep. 
You know, I remember that feeling. But it's, that's such a dick thing to do because who, who knows that this this kid? You don't know what he's been through, I suppose. But I have that automatic reaction. Yeah. To be like, just talk about how big of a nerd you were in high school. <laughs> I don't know. Or whatever your truth is. That's right. why, um, you know, there, Zach Sims, I remember. Do you know him? He's no. a New York guy. I, I wonder if he's still doing it, actually. He used to go up on stage and he was like 17 or something. And he was talking about how he had to like, he talked about gym class. Mm-hmm. And it was great. Yeah. Nobody want like, you know what I hate? Actually, my least favorite thing. And this has happened to me a number of times. I've I've been to more conservative states, and uh, <laughs> this has just been a weird one for like dragging random people through the mud. <laughs> I don't remember this person's name. All I want to tell you is I was in a conservative state. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to make it impossible to track who I'm talking about. <laughs> the person uh, was a woman, and uh, I don't know her name. I, I wouldn't even know it if he said it. And uh, they were on the show. And the whole time I was like, if you're not going to open with this line, so I'm a lesbian, you need to open with this line. I know you all think I'm a lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) So when people go on stage and they're like, McDonald's, even in the name, McDonald's, they got shamrock shakes have them year round. It's McDonald's. You look. You look kind of like I want you to talk about your corrective boot. You know what I mean? Just like, would you please tell me what it's like to be you, please? Yeah. So I guess you could talk about anything. You know, I was having dinner with uh, Mulaney last night, who's in yeah. town. We were talking about how glad we are that we're thirty. I, the the t- I'm thirty three, but the time of like wishing you had something to say. I remember yeah. being eighteen, nineteen, and being like, God, if only I had something to say. I had nothing to say. Right. I didn't have anything to say till I was twenty eight. I, yeah, I don't think I did either. I really didn't. What Be- happened to you? I, I got I put on weight and people started commenting on it, and then it became like about me. And then you grew a that wigger was- beard. <laughs> <laughs> wigger, hello. <laughs> These are inside jokes. I know they are, but I it's, love it. Right, so you gave? Oh, can I? Well, I'm gonna. My spring- jokes yes. before that were like <laughs> just shit I thought about in traffic. Or like, that commercial was dumb. Have you guys seen this commercial? Road signs. Whenever I go yeah, back yeah, to yeah. Chicago, I see my opener, my opening jokes all over the road. Oh, man. In and toll booths. <clears throat> so I think... Th- I used to turn down the radio when I pay a toll. Why am I trying to impress this guy? <laughs> Just jokes. They're not horrible. No, no, no. And if you ever find yourself performing for senior citizens or children, like, they're good to have. Yeah. But they have nothing to do with what we're going for. No. I, and I, I think I put on weight. Yes. And I. Oh, started... you used to be gorgeous. Not you're still a good-looking man, but I remember seeing off-puttingly handsome that like made me question. I'd, I had given young Brido a toss. Are you serious? Oh yeah. Seriously. It would start with a vaguely erotic arm wrestle. Oh, I got to get back there, and maybe we can wrestle. Maybe <laughs> and just see if anything. Get, to, get back to that place. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm using humor. <laughs> <laughs> But I remember seeing there's a photo of you on Facebook where everybody sees it. It's that annoying thing where everybody sees it. I think I know which one you're talking about. Jesus, man. It's the greatest photo of me ever taken. What is this photo? I was like 20 years old. Yes. And it's so embarrassing. It was a fraternity photo. You still had stem cells. (laughs) That is so funny. That was laser. I'm giving myself a laser for that one. Uh, Katie, can we splice in the laser sound? I'm joking. Because you know what's interesting is the idea I've been reading a little bit about how the idea of... It's this very interesting thought that this guy had where it was like one of the reasons why perhaps God, whatever that means, allows conflict if there is some sort of orchestra orchestrating presence 
is because it it spurn it spurns creativity. It helps sure. us connect with God by needing. Mine was a divorce, and and uh, who was I talking to? Oh, it was my fucking father. Yeah, I was talking to my. I love my father, but I couldn't believe that I didn't or that I forgot. I'm talking to my dad, <laughs> and we're talking about how because I still have, I'm at the point in my life where I have to tell them not to feel bad about my divorce anymore. Okay, I'm like, sure, someone fucks someone named Rocco. Let's all move on. <laughs> uh, but we're talking to my dad, and and my father and I, like Dane and I, love talking about how we're similar. Of course, me and my father are very similar. Okay. And we were talking about when he was uh, – the age always changes, as in a lot of dad lore. Um, but around the age of 16, sometimes it's 15, I've heard a 17 thrown around, his father died. Mm-hmm. Now, it's different. A divorce and a father Something died. traumatic happens to you. Something traumatic happens when you're old enough to process it. Right. And here's the key. You survive it. And then you get perspective on it. Jesus, I know it's a cliche, but like it's I, necessary. I, I just had this conversation how a lot of times comics will start out. You'll see them once or twice. Oh, that guy has some good ideas. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll remember his name next time mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, and then you see them and – <clears throat> their father passed away. Yeah. They had something awful happen to them. Car accident. Yeah, anything. Disease. Stabbed in the back. <laughs> I mean, Burns should be so much funnier. <laughs> <laughs> he got he got did Montreal he, he got Montreal off of basically a set about how he got stabbed in So he did. He did get funnier. Yeah. I think so. Like there's I was only teasing. There's a comic roast. that we I know whose dad died and he came back with all this really vulnerable yes. stuff about his dad dying and he just became a different comic. And also just to speak to that because I'm I'm always careful about the type of comedy advice we give here. I remember I didn't necessarily start doing material about my divorce. I, I don't have any material about my divorce except on this show really. Um but it it created an urgency. It it created I was like oh well, you had the psychosomatic thing with your My balls? Yeah. When I tell that story, I don't. Do you just nothing about I it. I just huh. say I woke up and Maybe my balls hurt. Maybe I just hurt. know that. Yeah, I think you just know that. Okay, but it, I've never said on stage that I was divorced. Okay. Really, I mean now people know, which is nice. It's because of the show. But uh, anyway, the, my point is, it changes something. We we get a taste of death. I think whether you know it's a personal death, it's a relational death. It's uh, I'm not even trying to be funny. You gaining weight or people teasing right. you, death of your youth in right. some way. Right. I'm talking about a maturing. Again, not trying to be funny or put you down. Do you think it's because you... – And you didn't gain that much weight. You're looking great. I'd <laughs> well, give you I've, a I've toss. Been, I've been going to the gym. Good for you. Thank you. I could tell when I hugged you. Thanks. But I could also tell you've been smoking. So. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> do you think it's because you give less of a fuck? Because some, like, what's yes. the worst that could happen to me? Something bad already happened to me? To quote not Gary Penn, my previous therapist, Dr. Schur, never been referenced on the show. <laughs> Dr. Schur, I, I broke up with a girl after my divorce and he was like – and I was like, it wasn't that bad. And he was like, that's because you went surfing and a shark fucking ate half your body. And then like a little piranha bit one of your toes. Right. You're still worried about the shark bite. So there is a little bit of a fearlessness. You go up, my father – takes over the oil company when he's fucking 16, you know, taking care of his mother and his brother and his sister and all that stuff. It's a classic American dream story. Right. He's like, what are you going to do? Kill my dad? I'm not even trying to be, uh, uh, you know, uncaring. What are you going to do? My dad died. I got this. The, yeah. the, the worst thing, one of the worst things that has already happened. Do you think that you would be a better <clears throat> comic if you found out today that you had a year to live? You know what you just did? <clears throat> what? You did something that Kyle Cease does. Do you know who that is? 
No, I'm not trying to say it like no, I, no but he really says should, that. Does he? Yeah, that exact scenario. You know, actually, what I heard, I'm not trying to be motivational speaking. I, I just want to like I think people don't know that Kyle Cease is like this motivational comedian guy. Does yeah? He I is. don't know anything about him except me that. either. He's always been very nice. One of them is him. if I told you in a year you had to have an HBO special or we're going to kill your mom, could we do? Could you do it? I don't believe in these tactics. No. I don't like them. No, no, no. But if I found I'm just saying out if you were going to die in a year, Bush, uh, Bush. <laughs> righto. <laughs> Thank you. If I had a, if I knew I had a year to live, it it's absolutely true. Two things I think would happen. Yeah. I would start – I don't think I'm filtering myself too much now. I think I'm doing pretty good. Right. But I think something would click absolutely artistically and urgency and also just like a, you know, a, a letting go of all your feelings. What do you fucking have to lose? And right. then the other thing that would happen is I think doing that would cure whatever it was. <laughs> That's what always happens. Yeah. They go like, uh, whatever it is, uh, your art has healed you. And then you'd go back to road signs. <laughs> and then I'd go, have you noticed you turn the radio down when you pay a toll? Why am I doing it? And, and then the, the bait and switch, and you go, and it's just a basket. You guys have been great. <laughs> Thank you so much. I hate, can I tell you I hate that form? Which one? The, uh, you ever been to Milwaukee? God, everyone's walking around fat and smoking big, thick beards. I'm right here. I love that you knew that's where a punchline should go, and you put yours. I, you're my guest, and you're welcome, and I want you to have it. You can take myself. Oh, what was it going to be? The, and it was supposed. It's supposed. It's supposed to be. And that's just the women. Oh, the classic. Oh yeah, the classic. Well, you know, misdirect. Sometimes I wonder if comedy will go back to that. I was thinking about that too, because when I started out, do you know who I wanted to be? Is Hedberg. Yeah. And now that's so far away from what is what I'm doing yes i'm not writing set up punchlines right you know what i mean like i actually kind of cringe when i have a new one and i and i'm going to do it i kind of feel like and it might not even be happening but i feel like the crowd's thinking okay what do you mean because it's too headbergy no 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 to set a punchline because it's a setup and it's a punchline whereas as opposed to you're just now i feel like the thing is just sound like you're talking it's probably inevitable i think we both know the answer right right now the way like when my father shows me an old mel brooks movie or maybe not mel brooks who was before mel brooks a lot of people yeah it doesn't matter but if my groucho groucho some movie that my dad's like, inevitably Jonathan Winters will be in it. <laughs> and I'm not saying these are bad movies, but I watch it and I'm just kind of like, this feels old to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's bad or good. I'm just saying it feels old to me. Right. I think when people see us all trying to do this Louis kind of, right. we're just talking, I think maybe there will be a resurgence of, I don't like it. I don't, I don't think it's right now. Yeah. But I'm talking in like 20 years or something. Maybe it'll be like embarrassing to my children that I'm the kind – what kind of comedian's your dad? He just goes up and talks. Right. No parrot or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no, no ribbons and lasers. What happened? Well, there are lasers. Thank <laughs> um, you. <laughs> I like that. What happened – Though that all of a sudden everyone decided, well, that's what we should all be doing. Was it just? Yeah, I think it was podcasts. I yeah. think it was. Okay. I think it was podcasts. A big thing. A big part of it. Big yeah. part of it for me opening up. Yeah. And then also, I think it, I think it was Louis. I think it had a lot to do with Louis and Burr. I think Burr gets left out of that conversation. Right. But you know, Gaffigan, who is a friend of mine, who's done the show, and I love him to death. I don't want this to be the shit on hour. Right. I have <clears throat> my my tastes. Have changed, not improved. 
necessarily. But when Burr goes, I I was okay. Let me tell you this. I was just in whoever. Who cares? I was in um, Grand Rapids. Okay. And I'm backstage. I went to go watch uh, Billy Burr, mm-hmm. and I'm backstage with him. And I'm telling you the truth. The 30 minutes I was backstage with him could have easily been in the show. Yeah. It's not that we were dying laughing. It was just the same motherfucker. Right. He was ranting about things that we understand. Right. Agents that are backstage. Yes. The bad fruit plate. His <laughs> flight. All these different things. And then he went on stage and it was a seamless continuation. I will be quite the fool if I'm wrong, but I will take that chance. I don't think truth and honesty vulnerability uh, and uh, and uh, presence will ever not be appreciated in art, in all art. Well, okay, so you see, like, Richard Pryor's uh, live, in, live in concert. You white honky bitch! That's not in that one. <laughs> oh, sorry. Chinese people fuck quick, Jack! <laughs> that's in that one. Hey, Rich. Hey, Rich. Yeah, that's the one. He does that voice? With the monkeys. Hey. Yeah. Hey, motherfucker. I felt like he was honest. Yes. And then you get- Oh wow, how did I leave him out? You're fucking right. But I feel like he was brutally honest and then you get to like that's nineteen seventy eight. And then say. we all took a break. Then we all went, nah, let's be shitty for two right. decades. Right, right. Well, what happened? Uh, the gold rush of the eighties. Everybody yeah. was like, If I go up and go bottled water, I see the bottle, you don't have to tell me it's bottled. Right. I mean that would have gotten me <clears throat> A week at Go Bananas. Who? Th- you mean the bottled water guy? Right. <laughs> you hang up your headshot. You're holding a phone. There's nothing. <laughs> a banana. That's great. There's nothing. Okay, that's not true. It's an overstatement, but let's be fun and use hyperbole. Okay. Fuck vanilla. There's nothing sadder to me than the guys that were comedians in the 80s oh, and are no longer comedians. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not shitting on anybody in particular. Maybe some of them are listening. But just that idea that there was a time when we- everyone was a comedian. Yeah. I I remember being a kid, like fifth grade. I think we're roughly the same age. Yes. I graduated in 98 from the high school. 97. I, on... LHS? <laughs> and uh, in, in middle... Or not... In fifth grade, mm. I could turn on the TV any night of the week and watch stand-up <laughs> comedy on any channel. That's so funny. And there was jokes I still don't understand. Yes. Like... And then I made her sleep in the wet spot. I don't get that anymore. I can't believe you just said that. Why? I was falling asleep, I think, last night, and I was like, you don't hear as many sleep in the wet spot. Who's fucking in one spot and then coming in it but you know and what? then sleeping in it? Mike, I can't believe you brought this up because <laughs> I was thinking about this. Let me give you the ingredients to sleeping in the wet spot. Because it's so much filthier than it sounds. Okay. Because I thought... But Mike, do you, I, do you remember how many people we saw? A lot of people were talking about sleeping. It's in movies, yeah. And then she made me sleep in the wet spot. It's much grosser than I think. Here's why. Here's I, I'm telling you, this is what I was thinking about. As a I, first, I was a sniper, and then I thought about this. Okay, it's not I, my first thesis. My first hypothesis was. Oh, it's a joke about a guy, and he's fucking, and then he pulls out and comes on the mattress. Okay. A weird choice. Yeah. I got that Sealy fetish. She's right there. Uh, That's terrible. I didn't mean it. That is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I am saying that. I'm saying, come on, your lover. Yeah. Oh, like, it's so weird. Your dick was just in their vagina. <laughs> how, it, we're, I like how I felt misogynistic, and you went, no, that's exactly that's right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. 
In fact, I guess I take it back. Why was I being a pussy? I I no, agree with myself. I love you for everything you've said. I I know every emotion you just felt, and you're in a safe place. I've you know Patrice has that great bit about if a girl shot something when she came. I know some do. Yeah. But if everyone did, you'd want to come on the, our faces too. Right, right, right. It's one of the funniest things ever. <laughs> Just so, get, get over here. So the, so the, he's doing a woman going, get over here. And then he does him getting his face come on. And he's like, and I'd let you do it. Would you mind it? No. I wouldn't mind it. No. I'd do weird. I would do weird shit for a girl. I don't care. <laughs> Why did I say that? I like it. I like that you I said got it. all hot and bothered. <laughs> this is why a Rocco can sw- sweep in at any moment. <laughs> He's letting people shoot stuff on his face, boy. <laughs> you never thought to. Well, my ex was a squirter. Is that no? Oh, please make it true, Katie. Can you not edit that part? Out? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding. I don't mind. That's, okay, that's just a joke. I uh, oh wet spot. So a guy comes on the ceiling. Yeah. In, <laughs> instead of not on, the ceiling. <laughs> I'm so backed up. I'm gonna come on the ceiling. Oh, man. One time Uncle Lair at Zanies goes, how old are you? And the kid goes, 21. He goes, I got cum stains on the ceiling older than you. And then uh, Bert called me upstairs and told me I needed to be more like Uncle Lair. <laughs> oh, my God. We got to talk about your Bainies Magago. <laughs> more, more experience. Uncle Lair is a staple of the Chicago uh, comedy scene. Just uh, what do you call it? I was in, Is relic degrading? No, nothing is too degrading. <laughs> For Uncle Lair. I just mean he is the comedian. He can come on a ceiling, I guess. And like, he can shoot it on his ceiling. From t- 19, <laughs> whatever years. 1980. <laughs> oh, it would be the 90s. So he was, that means he was 60. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is very impressive, I guess. Go ahead and talk about oh, it. Oh, God. Jesus, we've shit on so many people. <laughs> uh, Uncle Lair. Oh, so it's not that he came on the ceiling. On the mattress, I don't think. It's her sweaty body and her vagina? That's what I think it is. I okay. think if you're going to get a wet spot these days, it's not from the dude. I think it's from both. In the 80s, women's vaginas were much wetter yeah, yeah. than they are now. You'd get more of a, you know, some people have like little Buddhist fountains that trickle. <laughs> you have to plug it in, though. Yeah. You don't have to plug a woman in. Not in the 80s. <laughs> With their shoulder pads on. <laughs> and their perms. Isn't it perms. weird that there was a time you'd see a woman in a hot pink shoulder padded <laughs> blazer and a fucking Murphy Brown perm, and yeah. you'd go, "Excuse me, one second. Oh man, and she got she just really was soaked your bed, boy. <laughs> soaked that ceiling. I have a fire, a small fire on my bed. <laughs> what are you doing later? And can I plug you in? Can I take off them shoulder pads? Oh. At some point, someone has come on shoulder pads. <laughs> some some girl was going, they're fucking in the jacket, and she goes, come on Ooh, my girl, pads. Girl, you look like Cap'n Crunch now. <laughs> now you look like a decorated cereal general. Oh, Ooh, girl, you look like Michael Jackson in the bad tour. Oh, is, I want to get it. Whatever those are called. Tassels. No. Cum drips? Yes. They have some sort of name. <laughs> I had a great Paul Provenza roast joke. I go, he's got, his hair is long and curly now. And I was, I was backstage and he was on stage. I love Paul. I, I don't think we have to keep saying that. These are just roast jokes. <laughs> I, I was like, noted. Paul Provenza on a roast. I go, your hair looks like you're Michael Jackson, but you touched impossibly more children. 
<laughs> you got to Google him. Recent Paul Provenza to get that one. Remind me to tell you my new Michael Jackson story. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> what, are I, we, what are we talking about? Girls I, coming? Sure. I had an. I had a. It was. It's important that it's a straight to callback because I wasn't at the first one, and it was for a vodka drink. Mm-hmm. Smirnoff Ice. And Wait, what is this? It's a commercial audition. You're sh- oh, you're auditioning for a commercial. And I wasn't at the first audition, but what the spot was? There's two model chicks mm. and two regular dudes, and the spot was going to be. The camera, the kiss cam goes on the two girls, and then the crowd goes crazy because they want the two models to kiss each other. Mm-hmm. But instead, they turn to the schlubby dudes next to them holding Smirnoff Ice and make out. In the initial audition, people kissed each other. And so when I got grouped into my group of four with the two models and the dude, everyone there was expecting to have to kiss each other in the room, except for me, and I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yes. The d- girls looked disgusted. To have to be sitting next, that they were going to be in my group. We were sitting on a bench, and the girl next to me had completely boxed me out of the conversation. It had turned her back to me, and every time I would like interject in their conversation and be like, "Yeah, I know," they kind of look at me like, "Um." Huh. So we get into the room. They they smeared off iced. You. They smeared off iced me. <laughs> we get into the room, and I stand to the left, and the guy stand, the other dude stands to the right, leaving room in the middle for the two women mm-hmm. where they're going to be. Instead of standing there and next to me, they stand both on the right-hand side of the guy. Like, nobody wanted to kiss me at all. Mm. And, I, and then finally they said, like, uh, uh, the director was like, we changed the spot. You don't have to kiss. And there was, like, this relief from the women in mm. the room. And I got home and I was, like, half pissed off about it and half, like, kind of laughing to myself about it. And the girl's name, one of them sounded familiar. And so I Googled her. She is the girlfriend of Dr. Conrad Murray. If you don't know who that is... I don't. Dr. Conrad Murray is the man who murdered Michael Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, this was somewhat recently? (laughs) This was last week. This was last week? This was last week. And I was thinking... Remember Thriller <laughs> with Billie Jean and Beat It? Your boyfriend. And you kiss him? You fuck him. He's 60, and he's not even a doctor. I think if he was a doctor, I would be like, okay, this is kind of understandable. But oh. since his medical license was revoked, yes. now he's just the dude who killed Michael Jackson. And she's okay with fucking him. I'm a few pounds overweight, but I've never murdered oh. Michael Jackson with prescription drugs. Oh my god. That's hilarious. I've had things like that. We happen. call that ready to go. That yeah. story. Yeah. That one's ready to go. I hope it's go. ready to go. It's so funny. I I hate commercial auditions. Katie, have I told that story of the audition I had to take my shirt off for? Do you remember that? Are you sure? We can't possibly be sure. Have you ever had an audition where you had to take clothes off? I think my first, like, five, I was shirtless. Really? Yeah, and uh, one time a director said to me, I took my shirt off, and the director said, now that's comedy. (laughs) (laughs) That that happened? That happened. I have a lot of bits about horrible auditions because yeah, because they, they are been. horrible yeah and i oh yeah you have that thing about mike can you be at <laughs> yeah hi mike it's megan femmer yeah that one yes <laughs> i remember i'll never forget one where i went in it was at a house in new york and the audition oh my god 
Oh, God, it's so awkward. Not even for me. <laughs> for this poor woman who had a sensible haircut. I'd like to point that out. Shoulder pads? She had shoulder pads, and I came on them. <laughs> and I said, boom, your Cobra Commander, <laughs> the one with the hood. He was decorated. And uh, I went in with her, and we, we were looking at the copy, and it was – I forget what it was for. But the idea was we're eating dinner. This is so humiliating for her. Uh, we're eating dinner, and uh, and then the the woman uh, was saying, uh, I think it was uh, Becker's, this girl Becky that works there, and she was saying that uh, we were eating, and then he goes, "You are going to take you to bah- the Bahamas," and then when they say Bahamas, we stand up and strip to our underwear. Okay. This is what they're telling human people to do. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. They go, when I say Bahamas, me and a woman with a sensible haircut yeah. get up and strip to the underwear. And she – I'll never forget what she said. She's – oh, we should have left. She said, are they looking for a beach body? Like a you – know, are you, they looking for a – The bikini? girl asked – the actress yeah. asked this. Because she's like, I'm not like a bikini body. Are they looking for like a bikini body? Like saying like – Listen, I'm a regular – I'm not a TV bikini body. Right. And neither am I. Nobody wants to think of vacationing with me. I get a crease when I sit too long. <laughs> There's a crease that shows up. It looks like old man makeup in the beginning of Inception. The chair gets a wet spot. Oh. oh well, no. Why won't I let it go? I, I love know. it every day. So we did it. We, we were sitting and I'm with this woman and I, you want to talk about looks and eyes. I just saw fear and quivering. Oh. And then they go, Bahamas. No one's ever had such a negative <laughs> reaction to hearing you're going to the Bahamas. I dropped my pants and I took my shirt off. I couldn't tell you what she looked like because I didn't look at her. Right. But I remember that it was horrible. She was just mortified by the whole thing. It was just, you know... It's one of those things where uh, I hope she has a podcast where she gets to talk. About I do too. It's very cathartic. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, need yeah. to find these little things. I've also had auditions where the whole audition was take your shirt off. Yeah, and then I'm like, "What is this?" And it's because I'm tall, and it was for Gatorade, and everybody was like really chiseled. Do you know like, Andrew Dewitt? Uh huh. He's uh, he has one of my favorite stories ever. He has to strip naked. In the audition for, I believe it was, they wouldn't tell us what it was. Naked to the flesh soldier? Uh, yeah. And because mm-hmm. the, the woman came up to me and she goes, I know you're here for, we're at 200 South La Brea. And this woman came up to me and she said, I know that you're here for something else, but would you get naked on camera? And I go, today? <laughs> and she goes, yeah. And I go, I don't think I, uh, no, I just kind of, no. But people were going in for it. I, th- I believe it was punked. They wanted naked people. Yeah. And of course, every female employee is Wait, crammed. Wait, do you mean it was an audition room. for Punked, or I believe it was so. the show? I Punk'd. believe it was an audition to be a. It wasn't. No. They weren't at, the guy that agreed to do it. Wasn't Topher Grace? Was it? No, no. I will, but this better be going somewhhere. But Dewitt went in there and didn't know he was going to be stripping naked. And he's uh, he's a heavier boy, mm. and he forgot that he had diarrhea that day <laughs> and it gets much worse so what his process is is wadding up toilet paper oh, no. and kind of shoving it so he had like a little cotton tail <laughs> oh no i'm sure he wouldn't care he, t- he tells it on stage and it's like the way he tells it is fucking hol- i'm doing no justice to it but he <laughs> <laughs> so he covered his like dick and balls <laughs> And, like, was shaking his cotton tail. I don't know. 
<laughs> he he dropped trow and then remembered that yeah. he had a cotton tail. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever shit your pants? You uh, seem like a guy who shit his pants. <laughs> <laughs> I in col I have a lot of times. Yeah. What's a good one? In college, I was at a bar on a date, and I went up to pee. And it was going really well, and I was by myself in the bathroom, <laughs> and I was peeing at the urinal, and I was really proud of myself. I was like, this is going well, blah, blah, blah. Let out a little pee fart, yeah. and it was just, <laughs> went out the back door, never bothered to call back. You left? I left. What, were you wearing khakis? Uh, jeans, I believe, but still, what am I going to sit back down and be like, what's that? No, that's a new cologne. It's hotness. Like, what? <laughs> I would expect if she had shit her pants, get out, get out of there, live another day. The only other option you have is to go back and say, I shit my pants. <laughs> you can own it and yeah. go, would you like this to? This is pre me having a cell phone, you know, yes. so I have a, like a landline and, you know, I Did don't know. Did she call you? No. It was just like the type of thing where I, I'm going to see her out or on campus or not. Oh my God. I have much worse things than that. With You days. do? Yeah. Tell, okay, I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you think of one. I told this story at the Irvine Improv, and they couldn't have been any more bored if they wanted the to The Irvine Improv <laughs> yeah. wasn't receptive? <laughs> I usually have. I usually like Irvine. Really? Yeah. I a, lot go to people, Irvi- a lot of people hate it, but I like it. I go to Irvine to remember that sometimes old PD has to work for it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. but I, I just They're young, and they're... Their eyes don't bounce. <laughs> yeah, and 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 if they're not young, they're old. You know what I mean? There's no like kind of young people. <laughs> I headlined there the first time I ever headlined, uh. and it was like they all lost a bet oh, to be God. there. It was like that's a perfect line. That's really funny. But uh, so you're at the Irvine? Airport. No, no, no. I told the story there. Oh. But uh, in college, I had just gotten dumped by a girl, and she was in dumped. Dumped. I got I got dumped in your pants. I, <laughs> Oh, this one isn't. This one isn't shit. This one isn't. This oh, one good. Isn't. It'll be a surprise. Which fluid ruins this? Right. Uh, <laughs> now uh, I'm sleeping in the wet spot. Everyone's closer. There was a bunch. You of You know friends- what everyone's closer was in the early 2000s? What? And then I go home and fi- I don't know why I did it as disease. <laughs> I just will own it. And then I go home and finger bang your wife or whatever. Oh, finger yeah. bang. Finger was bang. A, there was a week where everyone, including me, probably I don't remember, you was had a finger saying bang finger bang. If you said finger bang, everyone would go nuts. Really? Yeah. It's over now. You missed it. Finger blast okay? Yeah, I like that. Thank you. I don't like a good... Finger blasting is a weird I'm going to change it to email bang. Go on. Okay. Uh, so everyone was... My friends were going on like camping, and they were like, all bringing girls. And I was like, I need a date. And my buddy was like this really handsome I dude who's living in the dorm. And he's like... Here's what you do, man. You just weird nineteen and idiots. Yeah. He goes, you go up to the best looking girl in the in the whole dorm and just ask her to go. What's the worst she could say? <clears throat> so I go to this girl's dorm room that I decide, I deemed the most attractive one. I knocked on her door. She opened it, and I was like, "Hey, um, my friends are going camping. Do you want to go with me?" And she just goes, "Yeah, sure." And I go, "Fucking really?" <sighs> and that's not a good answer. You really said fucking really? Yeah. And so she went. It was going really well. You're good. I, I got blackout drunk. Oh, I used to be gorgeous, as you said. <laughs> <laughs> the gorgeous kid. Yeah. Gorgeous Mike Bridenstine. Stem, stem cells. Yep. And I blacked out from drinking. You love doing that. And I was much worse at it then. Really? At 19? Oh, yeah. Mm. And 
I woke up covered in my own vomit. Ooh. And I had to give her a ride back home. And my I had no clothes to change into. So I'm wearing puke clothes. Did people tell you <clears throat> what you were doing? Um, they were just like, I think we were, went back to the tent. I was just blasted and I just started vomiting. <laughs> and she slept in the car. Oh. And I woke up and I was driving back home and my buddies were <laughs> with me. And he had to, he's like, pull the car over. He started puking. And I because if, of your puke stuff, <laughs> probably. Oh. And I got out of the car and puked too. And these girls are just like mortified in the Why car. Why even get out of the car at that point? I don't. I just keep, keep be like, keep it, keep it, keep it <laughs> we're making great time. <laughs> if you got a puke, puke on me. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is the puke bucket. Guys, look at me. <laughs> There's one benefit. <laughs> oh, he doesn't glad, even care. Glad Mike's here. <laughs> puke, Mike. Gorgeous puke, Mike. <clears throat> I saw her in the laundry. That night. As you peeled <laughs> off your shirt and put it in the dryer. And I go, I'm really sorry. Can I make it up to you sometime? She just goes, no. And like walked away. I, I got to tell you, I puked, I puked maybe like three times in college. Yeah. That- so I saw her two years later. And she's like, hey, do you remember me? And I was like, no. And I totally did. And she Why was, do you lie? I don't, because I was uh, humiliated. Yes. And I would still, that, at that point in my life, needed to be cool. Wearing the same shirt. I was, it was puke on me. <laughs> I know. And we were in a, she's like, let's do some shots. And I'd already done a bunch of them. And mid-sentence, I turned to her and started vomiting all over her. <laughs> no, you didn't. Swear to God, same girl, two years apart. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> yeah. She has to think that I'm like the <laughs> biggest maniac in the world. <laughs> How much does she like you? And I remember she as she like walked away, I was like, no! It's not you. She doesn't go like this. You puked on her? The same girl. Same quality of puke? Oh, just... <laughs> one was more of a beery. One was more of a shoddy. Oh, I don't know what the difference would be. You know, thickness, color. Yeah. Gross. Same girl. Gave her two years off. Oh, my God. That kind of is proof there. there is a God. <laughs> the two times you puked on the same person. Yeah, it's awful. Holy There's a girl shit. out there that has to... Like she probably doesn't remember my name or anything, but why did you get drunk the first time? Were you nervous with this? Product? I'm sure I was, and like all my friends were drinking, and I think that alcohol is fairly new to me at 19. Mm-hmm. Like I hadn't, I mean, I wasn't a partier in high school necessarily. Yeah, and then in, in, I had a very like overprotective mom type of thing, uh-huh. and she, I, I drank like three times in high school in high school and she knew about it every single time because i have the inability to lie i did too and because my mom just like she'd be like did you and i'd be like no like must have been off and she's like i know that you did and i was just like fuck and so i didn't want to do it because you were puking on her no (laughs) i know you did and so when i got to college i was like let's let's do this you know yes where do you go to school university of iowa University of Iowa. Wait. Iowa City. In Iowa City. Yeah. I've been there. I performed you, there. What'd you do? I performed in that room with the pool tables. Oh, One Eyed Jakes? Yeah. Uh, really? With Brooks Whelan. What? He opened for me. Which part is it? Oh, it must have been not that one. Hmm? Brooks started in Iowa City, so did I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the first colleges that I did fairly well at. Do you, you don't know, okay, well, that's cool. Yeah, it was all right. Did you puke on anybody? I threw up on this girl who wanted to buy you shots. <laughs> what was her name? Tara? 
Is that her name? Yeah, Tara. Tara. Why do I know that? <laughs> Tear up some bile on her. Oh God. Uh, Had it in Mithrit. You. So you're you. Oh, you. Uh, okay. You drink uh, a good amount. Yeah. 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 You're one of my scumbag friends. Yes. I'll own see, it. See how quickly? I'll own it. See how quickly? In fact, speaking of Brooks Whelan... My favorite thing to do is, like, people will come over to uh, my apartment. Yes. And then they'll have, like, four beers, puke in the bathroom, pass out, wake up, and be like, you Chicago guys are crazy, man. Ah. Like, Get out of here. <laughs> Beat it, nerd. Scram. <laughs> That's fair. Well, you guys, you guys have always been um, kind of the fuck-up apartment. <laughs> Meaning... <laughs> I'm not even trying to marin you right now. I'm talking about back in Chicago. Yeah. Burns gets divorced. Where's Burns? Burns lived across the street from me. Burns. With his wife. Lives in your apartment. He with was. With you and Mike Holmes. He was going through some rough times. He called our place the clubhouse. We had a kegerator that I bought a at. A kegerator? It's a, a refriger- fridge that you put a keg in. Yes. And we would get it delivered from uh, some sort of liquor store in the. Yes. This tiny man would carry it up on one shoulder and put it in. Whoa. And we would always have people over. It was pretty yes. centrally located for like shows. Yes. You could walk to all of your shows in Chicago. Well, yes. That was the best. <laughs> just getting shit housed. Yeah. You I, I see uh Brooks Whelan just went through a, a breakup and mm-hmm. then he was telling me that he was hanging out with you and Burns and I was like that's your first problem. Oh no. Like, you need to stop doing that. Oh no. Right? Why? What? Well, that, that's that's true, the, right? Well, maybe. Or is it the best place to hang out? I don't know. It's a, there's, there's not, not a lot of <laughs> judgment. I'm, not a lot of judgment. Yes, there. yes. Well, that's what the, that's the benefit of the scumbag friends. Yeah, my, and you have to understand again. One of my best friends, Joe DeRosa, is a, he's a scumbag, and he's always <laughs> telling me that I am also a scumbag. Are you? Yeah, well, I've done some scummy things. He's always <laughs> telling me that they're going to have a ceremony for me where uh, Big J Ogerson gives me a Marlboro Ultralight, <laughs> and I smoke it, and they play uh, a corn song. It's like getting made. <laughs> but, yeah, they just play Freak on a Leash, and then I'm like, and now I'm one of you. Uh, just, yeah, because everybody does scumbaggy things from time to time, so I say that full of love. <clears throat> I like to – I kind of like the story. That yes. comes with it. Do you know what I mean? With what? If you go out and you have had a lot to drink, yes, then usually something terrible happens, <laughs> and there's part of me that welcomes that. I yes. don't. I don't. Not. I understand. Not too terrible. You're orchestrating a little bit of chaos. It's so yes. funny. I was just talking about yeah. that in therapy. Is the idea that grown <clears throat> people, including myself, will do things that I know aren't necessarily the wisest thing, right? Because life is boring, yeah. and you'd be like, what would happen if that happened? Yeah. You don't get anybody pregnant. Hopefully, you don't get arrested. Uh, you don't get a disease. There's still something in me that needs to be- Come out on n- a girl named Tara. Yes. <laughs> 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 well, that's no longer in me. Twice. <laughs> I, I think Something that- in you that- I think that I like being naughty sometimes. Yeah, you're naughty. A little, you're a little mis- That's the word. Mischievous. No, not even that. That's an adult word. Naughty. You want to be naughty. I want to be naughty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm not talking sexually because that's the sexual connotation. I'm talking right. about that kid is naughty. Yeah. You're doing, you're acting a fool. I can be a BD kid from every now and then. What's a BD kid? Behavior disorder. Okay. Okay. They, had, they got out earlier. Well, you guys do seem to have a lot of fun. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, drinking and smoking and weird muscle photos on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I've been seeing those lately, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I I thought I was like Burns. You know, he's got uh, 
you know, you guys are drinking old style and uh, flexing and smoking in these photos. And I'm like, at some point it stops being ironic. You guys are, will just be those guys. Yeah. It's the guys that you're getting, kind of paying homage to. It's pretty – there's – yeah. I That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> that it, it'll stop being like, wouldn't it be funny if this was true? And right. It, now it's kind of like it's funny because it's kind of true right. to like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Well, that, you, you got to know when to pull the nose up, I guess. Yeah, you got to stop being a professional wrestler at some point and realize that your name is Terry. Oh, <laughs> and you're no. not You're not the Hulkster. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> If we could have called back the name of the wrestler that we said earlier, that would have been real laser. Laser t- bone saw? <laughs> something? <laughs> it was something like that. <laughs> yeah. It was something like that. Uh, well, okay, so you are good with your drinking? What do you mean? You're okay. Good at it? No, I mean like... <laughs> good with it? Let me ask you this. Do you wake up and go, I got to stop drinking? I'm not trying to plant a story um, here. I'm talking to you as someone who is... Let's be clear, conflicted about his own drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I haven't been drinking lately. Uh, that's something I was talking to Mulaney about. And sometimes I just go through these. It's like uh, it's like Trinity in the third shitty Matrix movie <laughs> when she goes out of the clouds. Mm-hmm. You know how the machine scorched the sky so we couldn't use solar power? So she's in that plane and she's in that spaceship and it goes out of the clouds and just for a second she sees the sun again. And it's beautiful. That's how I feel sometimes. I have these little dips out of substance. Right. And I go... Oh yeah! All we need is love and to be present, and then I, I, I typically go back down, and you know you're drinking again. Yeah, I think I mean it depends on why I'm doing it. If I'm having fun, but yeah. if I know that I'm doing it because I'm sad, then that's when I <clears throat> start to worry about but myself. Isn't it? Isn't it all sadness? I, I let me tell you this. I sometimes okay. it's stress. I mean, when I'm talking about sadness, I'm talking about like really. Uh, just down in the dumps, like yes. I I just don't want to feel this feeling anymore. Okay, I'm just gonna numb it. But there's also there's different types of drinking. When I'm doing that, it tends to be more of like a like uh, you wake up and you remember things that you did and people you said. You know what your problem is, man. Yeah, stuff like that too. That's when. It's like you don't want to do it anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. you don't want to be that guy ever. Right. But That's, I hate that report. I got blackout in Madison, and the next a good place day, for it. Yeah, it was great. And the next day, um, they were like, oh, yeah, you were, you were being real touchy with some of the girls or whatever. Like, I don't oh, yeah. have any memory of doing that. Yeah. that and, okay, two things I miss when I'm not drinking. One is the excuse. You can be like, I was drunk. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I was being real touchy with some girl... Oh, God, I hate saying that. Really makes me feel shitty. You w- were grabby? No, no, no. I was probably just being. Or you were being flirty. Over, oh, or oversensitive, touchy. No, no, no. Like I was probably touching her. Is what I think they mean. Like, <laughs> like her tits I wasn't and grabbing. Pussy. I was. I wasn't grabbing her tits. I was putting my hand in her ass. <laughs> my whole hand in her ass, and I was like, "What's your boyfriend's name?" Uh, no, I know, I, if I know drunk Petey was probably putting his hand on her back and that sort of stuff. Small, the, small of the back? Small of the back. Creeping the hand down? That's where the creep's hand goes. Is he not like f- finger banging her from behind? 1999! <laughs> bang a I'm being vulnerable and I don't like that story. I'm saying that. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm, I told you that to tell you this, that I am, uh, we're trying to be scumbags here and not judge each other. Right, right, right. Uh, and I'm not judging you. Um, but then... When I okay, here's what happens when I stop drinking. I miss the excuse. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have the excuse. What do you need an excuse? Not always. 
<laughs> to do certain things, it's helpful to have. I was thinking about this today. It's like when remember in like the eighties, people scram kid. Uh, if people would be like. Uh, <laughs> Some kid just looked at us like we were going to invite him into the podcast. Yo, come on in. We're having a party. Yeah, it's okay. Fucking weirdo. Beat it. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, the excuse. Let's get to the excuse. We'll talk about that. The I other- usually don't need an excuse if I haven't been drinking. I get I get what you're saying. And I don't, I don't like using that excuse because then it becomes – I walk a th- like a line sometimes where I'm worried that I'm going to walk into a <laughs> – that's the joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That I'm going to walk into a room and people are going to be like, you really need to knock it off type, right. type of shit. Like, right. <clears throat> well, that night, I remember one of the openers, he said the next day, he said to me, look, got right in my face and went, Pete, you need to get your shit together. The opener? Yeah. Oh, my God. But I have no memory of that. This is a scary substance. That's why it's stupid to drink. <sighs> Drink. It's stupid to drink to that point. Well, it's stupid. But but there's still I don't pass out. Like I'm not like the type of person that is like you'll never find me at a party like passed out on a couch type right. of thing. I, I wish get, I had passed out. I don't get sleepy. Yeah. I'm just raring to go yeah. until my body physically shuts down sometimes. Interesting. It's like that's a problem. Also Yeah, you're right. You'd get in less trouble or you'd be less naughty if you would just uh, also lack go to of bed. structure. Yes. Oh yeah, uh, that's our in life. Madison. The next day, what did you have to do? Probably nothing until seven thirty. Radio. Oh, you 6:30 did. Six thirty a.m. There's a clip of it online. It's called Pete Holmes is drunk. Oh, you were still drunk, or and did it, you stay up? I did not. I never stay up. I went to bed for a couple hours and uh, killed radio because uh, he. Yeah. I was shit house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Killed it. <clears throat> that's always <laughs> that's always dangerous Proud. too because you don't know because yeah. I mean, a lot of people like. My voice on stage is mm-hmm. basically me four beers in. Uh-huh. I'm at a party, and that's at the point where I'm loose and conversational. I'm getting louder, and I'm you know talking about like you know the crazy stuff. And I just remember who that person is, and he goes up on stage. That's who that is. Oh, you mean you don't actually have four beers? Sometimes I do. <laughs> but if you don't, you're trying to remember what he's like. Yeah, you're doing an impression. I'm doing an impression of me four beers in. Yes. The other thing that I that I miss is that the brain cells that you're killing, and I know this is a little serious, is uh, that's why I said, isn't it all sadness? I don't realize that one of the reasons you're drinking is because me, you're, uh, it's more loneliness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I use it against loneliness. Yeah. You use it to like make a, a not that great of a night going to fucking some bar mm-hmm. somewhat better. And, and also you're killing the brain cells. The ones that rem- <laughs> the ones that remember that you're lonely. I've been saying that a lot on the show, but like it's it's been something that I've been noticing in not drinking is you have a lot more living brain cells, and those are the ones that want to play a song in your head all day yeah, yeah, yeah. and tell you that you're alone. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, I completely agree with all of that. I uh, if I'm in a bad if I'm starting to go dark side at a bar, let's say yes, I will be more conversational with strangers. Hey, look at this new person. I can be a puppy who needs petted too. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's just like one of those things. And I don't know necessarily where that comes from because when I'm like if I'm sitting at an audition or if I'm sitting at a restaurant, I don't want to talk to anybody, really. Mm-hmm. I'm not like a gregarious person uh in my normal life, but if I'm drinking you're my friend. You're my friend. Drink, drink, drink. Now I'm gonna. Now you're. Now you're gonna hear. Interesting. Now I'm gonna uh, insult you. 
Like you would a friend. Yes. But without any charm whatsoever <laughs> or truth. It's just me going, you know what? Uh, you look kind of like, a, you know, just being a piece of shit. Yes. And that's when I need to go home. Or, you know, that's when I'm bad. That's when I'm bad. Right. Sometimes it'll be, oh, that was awesome. Last night we did this, right. blah, blah, blah. Like We drinking every day? No, not every day. Oh. I, there was a point. Um, when I drink, I pretty much drink every day. Really? Yeah. I, uh, I, I one time I had a homeless guy go, I drink every day. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, most of us are. <laughs> Not most of us, but yeah, the group he was talking to. I it was at an open mic. <laughs> <laughs> was it? <Uh-oh. clears throat> it's. Uh, I would say it's pretty regular. Though. I mean, I, I like the, no judge. I like the taste. Green lighting. I think last night I had a glass of whiskey. That's what I had. Yeah. When we're at home and we're pouring our own drinks, yeah. you're like, I only had two drinks. That old joke. You yeah. see the glass. My, <laughs> Just a huge fucking glass. My dad always does this one. He goes, hey, will you pour me a scotch? Two fingers. And then he goes, straight down. <laughs> <laughs> I love dad jokes. <laughs> straight down. Yeah, it's a good dad joke. That's about the right <laughs> amount of whiskey, too. Um, if I'm... Like, if I'm dating a woman and she's starting to kind of not like the drinking, I will, uh, I, t- I tend that to... That happens? Oh, yeah. Is that the end of every... No, no. Some of them don't care, but some of them have, like, uh... I know one of your exes. Did She, she doesn't drink. Well, right. Doesn't that get in the way? Uh, that totally got in the way. You're like, God, thank you, I'm beautiful. Uh, that yeah, that totally got in the way. That's of that. her, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the women. <laughs> well, I, her father died of alcoholism. Really? Yeah, and so it. Uh, I decided in my head. I don't know if this is true, but that part of her wanted to save me or something. Sure, that's very common. You know, uh, the old fixer upper, right? This old Bridenstine. Yes. It's a this old house joke. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but then, like, when we would fight or something, I would be like, you know what I'm going to do? Drink a bunch. Yeah. Because I can. I'm a big boy. You know what I mean? Like, Well, isn't that interesting that you say that? That's something that I talk about in therapy, which is these little things. I use uh, uh, little establishments of your independence. Mm-hmm. Drinking is one of them. I've done that. I've done that's, what you're saying. God damn it. That's what it is. You get in a fight, and then you're like, you know what I'm going to do? This, yeah, and then you're doing something. Yeah, you're in control. How drunk are you? How drunk are you getting? And you're not, you're not taking any shit from them. Oh, you just cut me to the bone. I really <laughs> just had like a <laughs> moment of clarity. Yeah, yeah. I remember that was that was a symptom of me not being able to articulate my. Uh, I wasn't very authoritative. I wasn't very direct. I didn't have much honesty in my relationship. So I remember very distinctly. It was a girlfriend, and her friend was in town. Okay, and that's always a shitty thing. Now you have to like cater to two All right. little broads, <laughs> <laughs> and you you know you're entertaining both of them. Yeah, and I was like, I'm just gonna go to my office uh, for a little bit. We had just watched a movie or something, or we were gonna meet for a movie later. Yeah. And this girlfriend didn't like me drinking either. And I went up to my office and I found. I don't picture you as a bad drinker, though. I'm not. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a like an alone drinker. That's my badness, I guess. Well, nothing too bad can happen if you're drinking alone. Well, that's the thinking, isn't it? That's actually true. I used to have a, a line where I go, I love drinking alone, less people to apologize to. Uh, oh, I, I still, I mean, one of the things I do is I get bored. Yeah. Facebook chat. Yeah. Bloop. Like, who, Answering t- emails, Facebook chatting. Uh, the, these are fun things to do when you're, when you're lit. Yeah. I went up to my office 
and I had like an hour and a half before I was meeting these these two girls yeah, for yeah. a movie I didn't want to see. And I, I, I opened my desk drawer like fucking Don Draper, like pussy Don Draper because it wasn't scotch. It was uh, Firefly uh, Sweet Tea Vodka. Oh, jeez. And at the time I was reading the book The Road and I, started, I queued up all these Cormac McCarthy YouTube interviews about the process. And is there more like an independent man, this guy who goes into like a fucking shack in the woods and types out books? Wait, was I picturing, what am I picturing, Kerouac? About the, oh, he wrote The Road, the apocalyptic novel. Oh, On wrote, the Road is Kerouac. Yeah. Okay, my He bad. also wrote No Country for Old Men and that sort of stuff. So <clears throat> this man, this man, right, the right, decisive, right. testosterone and I start drinking this vodka, mm-hmm. and it is one of my fondest memories was that hour and a half because I went, I went from not honoring myself, not uh, insisting on anything from me, nothing, giving, 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 oh, to, wow. giving to the girlfriend, giving to the friend. Giving Did to you the know that that's why you're doing that or you came to No, the no, later, 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 later. And I also do it with uh, Jay in it. Jay in it, there's something about when you're like with a girl, <laughs> I will be with a girl, and then I'm like, why is Jay in it? so different from sex and my therapist I think was like this was Dr. Gary Penn he was like well when you J it you're doing something completely indulgent and for me I need to go to your guy instead of my guy uh, he'll say I'll tell him stuff and he'll be like how often during the day are you a boy and how often are you a man he'll say that and I'll be like I don't even know what the fuck that means uh, <laughs> <laughs> well I think what happens is we don't we don't act like men a lot of the time and then we do things like we're not supposed to not anymore, you mean? No. What do you mean? We're basically uh, seventh graders who shave. <laughs> ah, it's so funny that you say that. Melanie and I were talking about that last night. Is the idea one of the appeals of Louis is he doesn't go up in a hoodie with Converse sneakers. He goes up in a black T-shirt and like pants. Mm-hmm. And like he said, he saw Louis in a tuxedo. And it's right. He's round. He's red. Mm-hmm. Red beard. Hey, how you doing? A goddamn man. Right. And that's something that I think – and I, when he said that, I was like, I got to get nicer clothes. I, that's all I thought because I you was like – You picture Louis C.K. and uh, you picture him as a good dresser. No, no, no. We were just talking about tuxedos. Oh, okay. I, I don't know why that was my stupid response. But the point is, is, is like I think when we don't act like men – this is going to sound obvious. When yeah. we don't act like men, we act like boys. Not meaning uh, there's a time my girlfriend has well, her- Girls don't like when you act like a boy. Not at all. They, they tend to not like that was the guy's point. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> I think they do kind of like it sometimes because you can give your girlfriend a fixer-upper and you can be a little baby boy. Right. But here's the thing is if <laughs> I take my man stinks, man instincts, and I want to tell my girlfriend that I don't want to hang out with her and her friend today- that I have some shit that I need to do. Right. That I'm saying the desire to sit in my office alone and drink sweet tea vodka oh, instead of you goes away yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'm honoring myself in real time and I'm I'm um, what's asserting myself mm-hmm. in real time. But instead, I did something passive aggressive, yeah. which is you're saying you do as well. Yeah. Got shit housed alone, went to the movie. I believe it was uh, that Ethan Hawke vampire movie. I forget what it was. <laughs> And I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm being real friendly and like, <laughs> thinking they won't know. Uh, and, she, and she was like, <laughs> are you love, drunk? Yeah, and I'm like, stink. yeah, <laughs> bad moment. We need to learn how, and it's a big goal of therapy, to deal with things in real time. And not and not have these little act outs where we walk around naked and go, I'm a guy, I can do what I want. Right, right, Fuck right. you. And that's what we do when we drink or when we jay it. <laughs> when you know you have a romantic night planned and you shouldn't jerk off four times. <laughs> Look, I'd f- happily fuck you, but I am done. 
if you watch like Mad Men or something like yeah, that, or uh, let's say let's go back even further. Let, uh, what's the one that's on PBS that used to be good, but then started boring me? <laughs> Westminster down, Abbey. Down, down to Abbey. That people, I, said, I said the name of a church. <laughs> Westminster. <laughs> <laughs> the the people on there don't deal with anything in real time or at all. They're, They're very passive. It's just polite. Uh, yes. Keeping it. Yes, mum. Or Midwestern. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like that sort of thing. Right, 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 right. Like, uh, like Japan. Yeah. You offend somebody and they're just like, okay. And then like two years later they shoot you with a crossbow. Right. They stab you with a... <laughs> a katana. Right. So I don't know if it's... Uh, generational or something maybe i mean maybe kids growing up will all like no it, it it's not generational i know my father did it my father uh loved the booze as well he right. doesn't drink anymore but i know my mother was difficult and i know that my father enjoyed going to the bar before going home why because that's how he could i'm not saying it was right in fact i don't i didn't like it right that's how he could assert his penis Huh. And I don't mean the fuck penis. I mean the man penis. I mean. Well, that's what like the idea of Joe's six pack. It means the guy goes buys a six pack so he can go home and deal with his shitty wife. <laughs> well, because Joe's six pack should buy a six pack of communicating and being a fucking guy, right? And, and not just yeah, yam, 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 old style. Well, yam, yam, yam. But sometimes you maybe you're... I don't know. I don't necessarily ever feel. Like emasculated or anything like that, but I guess it is like a real like assertion of like I do what I want, yeah. like you know indulgence, right? <clears throat> so I, that and also, uh, God damn it, I just really like it sometimes. Oh yeah. So yeah. there's, I mean, there's three different reasons. I mean, yeah, sure, and I hear all of them. I, I think it's funny. I, you say you go to auditions and you don't talk to people. I go to auditions and I talk to people. I start drinking and I want to go home. It's really, a, it's just a different reaction. Wow. I want to be on top of what I'm saying. And if I start drinking, the only time that I'll drink and have fun socially is if I'm burning so white hot, just like having an incredible day that you have a couple celebratory drinks, maybe tequila, which keeps you up a little bit more. Right. And then it'll be really fun. Otherwise, party, drink, drink. I got to get the fuck out of here. I don't have that in me. The God, Unless the place seems like... I've offended someone or shady or something like yeah, then I'll yeah, yeah. I don't know or let's say there's a girl I'm with who wants to make sex times yeah <clears throat> that's a good way to get me to stop drinking yeah 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 how do you get Mike to stop drinking <laughs> I fucked him <laughs> it was either that or he was gonna get killed <laughs> so that relationship let's talk about relationships a little bit okay you dated a comedian yes and uh, like four years ago yeah it was a while ago it was a while ago. Um, well, I guess there's been a, f- a couple. I mean, but yeah, that, you dated, dated other comedians uh, briefly, but yeah, the one you're thinking of was like <laughs> was was a while ago. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, I gotta get her on the show. <clears throat> she. I have a story about her that. I'm gonna uh, write her name down. <laughs> that's her name. Yeah. That's now correct. it says Jesus on the paper and her name. That's all the notes I've taken. Uh, we did Montreal the same year with her. Yeah. With and and uh, now they could Google it and find right, out. Right. But. <laughs> It wasn't the one that was Irish. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't the Wait, one there was from only the like Midwest. A few, there's only a few. Yeah, she is. Oh, she is from the Midwest, but she's not. She's not Mary Mac. Right. <laughs> I think that was all the, the only girls. So, yeah, so if that, you really give a shit, you yeah, can you find. You need out. to find a list on the comics comic. <laughs> Two thousand nine. Is that the year? I think right. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> that was. 
when you date a comedian, Chicago. you always I like I always tell this is my advice to anybody, and it's uh, keep it three separate things: your career, their career, you guys together. Like for example, my parents uh, were both teachers, and then my dad became a principal, then a superintendent. When he became a principal, my mom didn't say, "Well, how come I don't get to be principal?" Right. Or invite or whatever. Right. And I I notice when I watch other people, and I'm not saying this with this person, it didn't it didn't happen because I with, had that rule. Yes. And I wouldn't I'm not competing with any women for really anything. They will need a woman, they'll need a this, they'll right, need a right, that, right, and right, they'll right. need a wigger beard. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? If she grew a wigger beard, and that's just the women. <laughs> Have you seen these wiggers with their wigger beards? And that's just the women. <laughs> and that's just the wiggers. I know. I was, oh, you're good. Uh... Mike has a wigger beard. You used to. <laughs> is it not? Is it, it still? It used to be much more, uh, what is that group? <sighs> House of Pain. <laughs> Smash Mouth. <laughs> You're roasting yourself. I don't know. I was thinking of third base. Oh, shit. That's worse. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> more of a third base wigger beard. Pop Goes the Weasel. Now, that's a song. Because the weasel goes pop. That's, that's why. Correct. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> um, we did Montreal the same year, mm. and we started fighting. There? Yeah. You know, that's funny. The girl I was seeing at the time, uh, I also had a call with her where we had like a fight where it was kind of rooted in a little bit of jealousy, I remember. Really? Yeah. Oh, I know. Okay. Comedy festivals. Well, we were all also... Can I also say a little bit of closure to that one? Yeah. That girlfriend has since done Montreal. Yeah. And was like... Totally get. She's like, I'm sorry that I oh. called you and we had that fight. I get how stressful it is. Uh, now. So we started. She, I, I'm debating in my head right now whether or not to say a different comic's name. He's famous, so I can I or shouldn't I? Yeah. Okay. So I go to the Hyatt. Remember how they like yes. hide you away for some reason? Still, as if like the industry is going to become beating down your door for like <laughs> deals or I whatever. Get that feeling. You felt like you were tucked away. We weren't staying in the hotel. That oh, the yeah, we're, we're down the street. We're down the street. So we went, I went to the Hyatt. She's like, meet me at the Hyatt. I went there, and she's talking with David Allen Greer. And uh-huh. he's hitting on her big time. And I, I walk up. She hates the story. She's going to refute. David Allen Agricious. <laughs> uh, uh, so I said, hey. And I fully expect her to be like, this is my boyfriend. But she's like, hi, this is my friend Mike. And he kind of looks at me, and he's just like, get the fuck out of here. And it was really awkward. And then the next day, she's like, do you care if I go to lunch? She said friend. I believe so. When, and this is how it is in my head. When I've told her the story, and she was like, you are full of shit. <laughs> but this is how it is in my head. This uh-huh. is exactly how it is. Yeah. So uh, the next day, she goes, she goes, do you care if I go to lunch with uh, my manager and some other people. I she's you were like, going to say with David Allen. Yeah, he was there. And I go, and I was like, so the next day I go, she's like, I'll just call you. Yeah. It gets worse though. Yeah. So then he like spins her around and he goes, I love that ass. When can I see that ass again? And he, I was just kind of like, wait, in the Hyatt. Yeah. Again. And he kind of was looking at me like he was kind of doing it at me at this point. 
And I'm just like, fuck, this is not how I kind of liked him. Like, he's not like one of my favorites, but this sucks. You know, and he doesn't. He also doesn't understand the concept of spinning her. Right. I he's going to see that ass again in two. Se- there it is. And it's. Oh, and it's I back. think someone said when she walks away. Haha. Like, and <laughs> so I talked to David Anger the same year. A couple sweet man. Like a couple days later, you Loved. were gone by this point. Yeah, I took off. Uh, they did best of new faces. Yep. I got in it, and no girls got in it. Yes. And she was like, that show's bullshit. And I thought it was bullshit, but I didn't have an agent. I didn't have a manager. Yes. And I wanted to get something. Wait, were you supposed to give her the spot? Like you could do that? No, no, no. She thought that it, the show was bullshit and that all the comics should boycott it. That's not and what I was she like, said. Kind of. That was kind of the gist. Like, And so I think that she was... There's enough pressure on everybody there that they need to be like, here are the best new comics. Now here's the best of the best type of thing. Right. And we started, we fought like a little bit about it for the first time ever fighting about comedy. Uh, Russell Peters has like a, Russell Peters sold a million records. Here's free booze party. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and I just didn't want to be there. We were fighting. And so I said, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I go to the, I, I was like, I go, I'm going to go back to the Hyatt and I go, and I'm getting drunk. Yes. I walk in. There's one dude sitting at the bar. D. Yes. Yeah. G. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, man. And he turns around and looks at me and kind of pats the stool next to him and waves me over. And I sit down and he's like, I'm going through a divorce, man. I'm, he was apologetic. He goes, you drinking? I go, yeah. He goes, what do you want? I go, scotch. And he and I kind of like, he was fucking awesome. He told you he had just booked that Mammoth play, though, right? No. He had just booked a play. Well, he, well, he wasn't... The night I saw him, he was all happy. Well, I don't know. Uh, so then... You, you sit with him. Then Doug Stanhope walks in. a good in, story. And he's like, Doug, what's up? And then, like, I'm sitting with... Now, I'm 29 years old, and I'm, like, You're with sitting with Stanhope. I tell him about the first... I, my first year in comedy, I wrote him an email, and he remembered it. Yeah. And it was, like, awesome. Then Louis C.K. walked in... And at this point, I was drunk, and I was just like, oh, I really like you. And I, he was just kind of like, all right, man, just kind of chill out. <laughs> yes. And then Paul Thomas, who's from Chicago, walked in. He was there for a film festival, looks at me. Not Paul Thomas Anderson. No, Paul Thomas from Chicago. From the Defiant Thomas Brothers. Do you remember them? Mm-mm. He looks at me. He's from Chicago. He, and I'm sitting with who I'm sitting with. And he looks at me, and he goes, what the fuck? I looked at him, and I go, I don't know. Later that night, uh, Jeff Cohen, who was Chunk from Goonies... He was a manager now. Uh, he's an entertainment lawyer. Ah. And Michael Jackson had just died. Oh, my God. All your stories are collapsing in on each other. And he said to me, this is the same night, though. He said to me, do you know Kwan? I go, I don't know him, who was played Data in Goonies and Short Round in Temple of Doom. And I go, he goes, let's call Kwan and get him to admit Michael Jackson molested him. Wait, is that a rumor? I don't know. I, they hung out when he was a kid. And he's like, do you think they did? And I was just like, I don't know, man. And so he called him on speakerphone. Is he drunk? I think everybody was. Chunk is drunk at this point? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Unless he was, I mean, why would he do that if he wasn't? I don't know. He's ordering truffle fries. <laughs> Get it? Yes. <laughs> and uh, that was one of the, probably the most surreal night of my, of my entire did life. Did you call him? Yeah. Did he answer? Yeah. Did he say hero? <laughs> <laughs> you cheat. You call him Dr. Jones. <laughs> oh God! How was that one? He like wouldn't a, admit. He basically said he, he he would not admit to it. 
So you're saying it's still how <laughs> you think it happened? I don't know. Michael Jackson. Think- that reminds me of my story of I tried to get Dave Coulier to text Mary Kate Olson, why no police re Heath Ledger? Oh. Because remember, she was with him yeah. when she found Did him he and do they it? didn't call the police. Did he do it? He wrote it. He didn't send it. Oh. I watched him write it, though. Mary Kate didn't send. Oh, that's too bad. She listens to the show, so. Mary? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> How are you? That's an incredible tale. Your stories are, are, are endlessly weaving. Now, listen to me. You are now dating a, a girl. Uh, no. You broke up with that girl? It's on and off. It's crazy. What does that mean? She's dating David Allen Greer? She's. Is she no. with one of the Wayans are brothers? You... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm talking about your girlfriend, who your ex girl, your whatever thing. The one that you've met. The one who loves me. Yes. Yeah, big fan. Uh, that what is, is, is it currently. That's how I walked in with Katie asking me about that, and it's an on again, what? off again about that girl. Yeah, mm. it's and now it's off again. Off again. Yeah. How many times has it been off? It's been off. Uh, Why don't you fucking light that shit on fire? I can't. Why? Um. Uh, she's very angry with me. Tell me why. <sighs> she went. Into my computer, looking for something to be mad about. We'll see. What's that? She listens to this show, I think. If you're listening, hi. <laughs> well, let's, let's. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. We'll here. talk as if she's here. Okay. Someone will certainly send, uh, her, send her the time code. No, please don't. <laughs> I'm, uh, not, I'm not going to. She found a joke folder like where I was doing free writing. Aww. And she found it from a day that I happened to be pretty upset with her. Yes, and I this wrote a huge betrayal. horrible things yes. about her. You're just free writing. Yeah, but she really internalized it. Like she's never thought that she wanted to like fucking light you on fire. So right, what, right, but, right. And so, but if you're doing an exercise like that, I'm sorry to decide with you. But well, right, but well, that's very invasive. <clears throat> I've done that, and I've worried that here's the interesting. Would find th- it. Here's the interesting thing. Yes, everyone I've told it to has said. She should have been going through your stuff. Be the process, the process, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Uh, some people, have, like Jared Logan said, she should feel lucky that you as an artist were thinking of her, that you in- that she inspires you to write, which is so on the other side of the scale. Her friends say, what a piece of shit. You should get rid of, you should break up with him. Okay, look, your girlfriend is, a, is really into me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say on yeah. the record. So it's it's like a dual that no, I I'm not done. It wasn't okay, just okay. me trying to okay. pick up your girlfriend. <laughs> okay. I'm saying that 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 is not a guy versus girl thing. That is I don't care if you said I don't care what you said. I'm not saying it's guy versus girl. I'm saying that girls No, but whatever you wrote in that thing is okay because that's your process and you're allowed to write out. You're allowed to vent demons and negative ugly shit right. because you don't know where a good joke might be. Right. I l- allowed myself to go there yes. because if I come back to it later, it might remind. That's kind of how, my process. That's what we do. We go to the dark side and our ability is we come back. Insane people go to the dark side and stay there. Right. We go in and we dabble and then we come back. <clears throat> I go to the bad neighborhood, drop off the trash and go yes. back to you know and you know what okay here's what i'm going to say in her defense because no no bra- i don't know how i would come back from reading her if she had like a diary or something Do you remember what you said what anything that you wrote i mean uh yes can you give me a, a little <sighs> flavor i don't that it's is... okay you don't have to <clears throat> was it real was it murder it uh, murderous <laughs> 
I'm sorry. You don't have to. Uh, yeah. But yeah. It, let's get it. It was. It, I think there was no aspect of her life that wasn't covered, and that's the terrible thing. I understand. Look, I have journals about old girlfriends. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. I. They're cruel. Yeah. Because there's a need to let it out. That's another symptom of not dealing with things in real time. And there's part of me that wants to be like, this isn't shit I told you. Right. This, you were never supposed to Fredo, see this. if you went and looked in her diary uh, and you were like, and she, she said, my dick curves in a way that misses her <laughs> vagina. Right, right, right. Blah, blah, blah. I hate his smelly ass. Right. I would say... Um, you should you should let her break up with you for reading her diary, right? I, I've looked at other girls. I've looked through other girls' stuff before one time, yes. And I did find her corresponding with like an ex boyfriend, and I never brought it up because I was a fucking psycho for doing that. Yeah, and I'm and well. That's that's what I was going to say in her defense is why did she do it? Nobody does that <clears throat> unless she thinks she's going to find something better than just. Like I was a free getting writing. I was exercise. getting text messages constantly from an ex girlfriend. There you go. And she's like, you're talking to her still. No. And she wouldn't. And I was like, sometimes shit's just as weird as it seems. So she wanted some sort of proof to prove that I was speaking to her still. And there was none. And there was none. Wait, you weren't actually. No. I'm not a, like. But wait, you said you were getting, or she thought you were getting I was getting text messages that I was not responding to. Oh. Like, just. Why didn't you just show her that? Because uh, you can delete history and stuff like uh, that. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, we thought it out. Yeah, I've. Th- I mean, so why? Okay, if you're on and again and off again, I think that I feel. Uh, I think that she feels betrayed. Yes, which is a very tough thing to get over, buddy. Jealousy is so gross. Uh-huh. I, I'm not here. I can't. She's not here to represent herself. But like, it's it concerns me when I hear people talking about lack of trust. Uh, and I'm not saying that you didn't do something to make her not trust you, but sometimes I've been in relationships where girls don't trust me and I'm like, I'm the fucking Quaker Oats man (laughs) as a young man. (laughs) I'm going to grow up into that guy. I'm going to raise barns and make a healthy breakfast that sticks to your ribs. (laughs) I'm not fucking your friends Yeah, or my ex-girlfriend. I don't know what, I wish that I didn't, I don't know what I did to cause it other than getting text messages from an ex-girlfriend, but you know. Uh, the, the ex. There's a certain ex girlfriend that had been an issue for other girls, so I went out of my way to make it not an issue. But the lady doth protest too much type of scenario, so I really fucked myself by even talking about it. Uh, mm. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So why why does it keep ending in other circumstances? How many times have you broken up? Oh, multiple. Over ten? Uh, less than ten. We've done couples therapy. Why don't you run far away? Both of you. Well, she is. She has said to me that, um, I mean, looking at each other's Facebook and things like that is is just the worst idea ever because it's like, no matter what the picture is, who the fuck took that picture? I'm just saying that like I could think that or something like that. I understand. So it's just a radio silence blocked on everything type of scenario. Right now. Yeah. So I just mean, what what makes you keep going back if it keeps getting gangrenous? Um, Why? that's a very good question. And at this point I've lost sympathy. Yes. Like I can't be sad when it's over again because everybody's kind of like, would you shut the fuck we up? We all have those friends that keep breaking up with the same person. Yeah. And you just want them to stop doing it. I want to know if it's like crack. Is it like one of those things where it's like the highs are so I was high? Re- I was rejected. 
Yes. So now I want to be unrejected. Oh, you, you're looking forward to the high of being accepted again. I, I'm sure on some level there has to be. The reconciliation. That. Yeah. Yes. Or, or her saying, you know what, I over- I was wrong. I was wrong. Can I ask you this? Yeah. This will really bake your noodle, if it's right. And if it's not, we'll just move on. Okay. In a breakup, uh, in these relationships, and it sounds like you might be a little bit like me, where you, I, I'm going to keep it to me. I'm now off you. Okay. In, with me, with a, a volatile relationship I had, the only time that I could be honest with the person and deal with things in real time, which is something we keep, keep talking about, is when we would break up. So we broke up yes. over and over and over and over and over because it was never better than the, when we broke up and when we got back. Like we would break up <clears throat> over a meal and then we'd go home together. Like that's mm-hmm. how frequently we, – we wouldn't even take time apart. <laughs> and then for a couple days – I was a, I was a, I was, I felt like a man again, and yeah. I was like, "That's right, I broke up with you." And then in a month or less, I would feel small again. Yeah, and I'd be like, I, and I knew the truth was that I had to get out, and then I'd get out, and then God, she put on the best "Don't Break Up with Me" show I've ever fucking seen. Really, I bought tickets to see it ten times. I Great never show. did the breaking up. Greatest show on earth. I never did the breaking up. Really? Yeah. You were always broken. Yeah, Mike. What's going on, buddy? Th- this is. <laughs> This is like uh, whenever I tell this – on paper, this looks terrible. Yeah, sure. And I think even said out loud in reality might look terrible. I don't, I, I but don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's a really weird thing where this has been one of the strangest years of my life already. Why? Um, because of this happening, because of like different uh, – like the puppet thing is fucking – what puppet thing? Um, the Burger King puppet. And now oh, I'm going you're the in, yeah. voice of a Burger King puppet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I have 48 to go to get to E-Trade, baby. Level. <laughs> Isn't that what I said to you? Yeah, did yeah, I yeah. say that to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not. It reminded me of the time Jeff Sienna said when I hosted at the Lion's Den, and I was really proud of myself, and, he, and I go, he's like, how has it been going? I was like, well, it was really fun. I hosted on Monday at the Lion's Den. And he goes, call me when you've done it five times. What an asshole! And what I said to you, <laughs> what I said to you was worse. I said no, no, no. I said I got to get some of that E Trade baby money, and you said you have to do fifty to get that. <laughs> it's fun to be. But an, I loved it. I loved be, it. I was being an asshole to you. That's great though, because you've done fifty, haven't you? No, but uh, no. How many have you done? I don't know. Still, that's okay. It's a hyperbolic representation of I've done a, a lot. I was being a real piece of shit. I know it's new. It was for fun. Yeah. It was just for fun. You were... So you're the Burger King puppet. <laughs> um, there's, I mean, there's Do you a... ever put the puppet on when you're fighting with the girl? <laughs> I don't get to keep the puppet. Uh... Someone else does the puppet. Uh, I think that just that scenario has... Because when we... This is actually kind of funny that I didn't even realize why do I would bring that up. But when I had to go into the Burger King audition, they're like, create a character. And I had just gotten on Match.com. Huh. So my character was someone who was a terrible first date on Match.com, and now the puppet has a new like thing coming out where he goes on dates with women, and it's always at Burger King. Uh, that's kind of weird. That's kind of anti-Burger King. Yeah, they hate it. The, like they had to be sold on it. Like the director really liked it, but like the ad agency was kind of, and the client was kind of like, I don't. What, yeah, I don't even know if it's coming out. Like I've just right. done multiple spots. Yes. Like, you know, uh-huh. where I see Dennis Haspert. I don't know who that is. Are you in good hands? Huh? Are you in good hands? 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's just there. The, our first black president. Well, yes. after Morgan Freeman. Correct. The he'll just. Uh, yeah, so that was all based off of me getting on Match.com. Yes, because you got out of this breakup. Yes. Here we have conflict creating creativity again. Right. So I think that, like, <clears throat> I've been writing a lot more because of it. Yes. And sometimes it's angry, vicious shit that no yeah, one should see. Yeah, that people find. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate that story. Um, but I, So you've been having a weird year anyway. But I want to know why. Let may, is it alcohol? Why do you why do you remain in something that keeps biting your dick? Um, <clears throat> that's a really good question. I just have a hard time saying no uh-huh. to this particular person. Yes, and is it sex? That's a lot of it. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, good good for you. I wish I wish I, I've had relationships where I, if I was being more honest, I would have been like, you know, this oh, went man. Another- if I was any woman who dates me in the future, other than any of these people, I would hate to hear this. I realize that. Well, no, I think it's good to get these uh, ghosts out of the closet yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. and be like, that. that's old Mike. This is new Mike. Look, right. I'm giving you the line. Right, right, that's, right. This is new Mike, baby. <laughs> you want to be the Brad to Bradenstein? <laughs> and then she looks at you and you puke on her. <laughs> yes. Um, then it has something to do with the death of Michael Jackson. Ha. I just... Why can't I say no? I don't really know. If I figure that out, maybe I can. Maybe I... I don't know. You don't don't have a theory? All of the breakups have been frequent and temporary. So in my head, I still have this scenario maybe where we're back together and everything is fine. Maybe this was really the best thing for us. But I don't know if that's realistic or if that's, like, idiotic. Going through... What 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 if... Okay. When you when you when you date someone, you create like mythology for each other. You build them up and like remember this when this happened and like in reality at that moment you were like a nervous wreck and you didn't know what right. to do. But right. when you look back on it, it was this perfect evening. Oh yeah, there are photographs of me and ex girlfriends where we look so happy and I was like, I remember I hated you that day. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I that's a bad thing to say, but that right. that was true in some cases. Yeah. Um why are you afraid that you'll be alone if you break up with this person? No. So it's not uh, that. No. Are you trying to repair some other relationship in the way that she, uh, your other girlfriend, might have been doing a fixer-upper? Are you thinking like, is it? Is it? Is this relationship? <laughs> that's, that's the most I know, bizarre. That's so weird. There's a mannequin being moved by the window. <laughs> in abandoning some people, I find I've known people that displace their feelings towards another ex onto that, and I uh, or another thing. Like if I give up on this, then there's no goodness in the world. Yeah, I think it's just uh, I thought I was going to end up with this person and then kind of like... Forever, ever? Maybe. And then I thought, well, what if I don't? And then that got weird. And now it's... It hasn't been... Since it's been frequent and temporary, it's never been real. And it's just... I don't know. It's just just weird. Now the breakups have never been. Yeah, it's just like on again, off again, and it's it's just never been. It's gonna stop being fine eventually, I suppose. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Whew. Sorry. No. Yeah, I know. She seems real nice. Yeah, she does. She is. <laughs> what are you gonna do when you get back together because of this podcast? <laughs> um, I don't think that's gonna happen. No. No. You can take her to Burger King. <laughs> on a terrible day oh yeah well okay I don't know if we can find closure until we get an update sorry for bumming you all out I don't feel, <laughs> I don't feel bummed out I feel quite invigorated 
Really? Uh, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. The water.org girl, I already told Katie, and you won't know what this means, did email me back. I want everyone to know there's an update for the diehards. <laughs> I emailed this girl. I met this girl. And I was like, really? I thought she was great. So I emailed her. And then, oh, the Eliza Schlesinger email uh, episode. And then uh, she didn't write me back for two months. <laughs> and I thought for sure she just thought I was a creep. And then she finally wrote back. But it wasn't, uh, it was not that interesting. There's a full circus going on outside. I know. We got fake mustaches, mannequins. I don't really care for it. Look, if you're not on camera, take the fake mustache off. That's what I say. <laughs> Do you know that person? Real that's mustache. Not, that's yeah. not real. It is? Sir, is your mustache real? Just, uh, <laughs> no, never absolutely. a good question. I don't like it then. I don't care for it. He has a peacekeeper. <laughs> He's a what? It's like called a peacekeeper. <laughs> is that what that's called? <laughs> no, that's what we saw Ken Barnard over the. Uh, and he has like a real Wyatt Earpy mustache right now. Uh huh. And Burns decided it was called a peacekeeper. I think you might be onto something. That might be something. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, this is great. This is I, I, I've been enjoying this. Um, we do end by talking about God, and then we'll play a game. Okay. That's what we're going to do. Sure. Uh, we already kind of talked about God. Yeah. You were raised Catholic. You feel now that Jesus is, a, is an amalgamation of different right. myths. But do you know how bad I want there to be a heaven? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like okay. so bad. Really? I don't know why. You don't want life to be done when we die? No. You'd like to exist forever? I would like to walk into a room and everyone applause for me for making it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's sort of garbage. And they're there. Yeah. They're all there and they're all like, we did it. We all did it. Let's go. And yeah. you just continue on? Yeah, I guess. What does heaven look like? Uh, 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 I don't really Ambrosia know. Ambrosia buffets? Uh, just cool. I don't know. Like, I never around. really thought about it. Dragons? And I don't want to say clouds and stuff. Why not? I don't know. Let's have some clouds. Well, the Bible said it's a city of pure gold. I don't know. Yeah, well, Revelation, right? I don't know. I think that's in Revelation. Uh, interesting, interesting, but you you think that might be a fool's tale. Right. I. Uh, it's also possible there's nothing. Dead over? <laughs> yeah. yeah what, what, Which I guess I, no one will mind if that happens because <laughs> you don't exist anymore. Right. Yeah, and then we wouldn't really need to fear it. Right. Uh, you should fear a long, prolonged death, but not necessarily death. Right, right. Um, I don't know, man. What does your gut say? My gut actually says there's something. something. Something more. Because you know how you have those weird like thoughts sometimes where like the only thing I know is real is that I can see outside of my own body. Yeah. I don't know what's fake, what's real. You know, it's like you get really weird thoughts like that when you really try to think too hard about what happens. Yes. The universe is very large. It's and it's so wild. And it's hard to... Yes comprehend that only a handful of you know I, I've, theoretical physicists can really do it science is a great way i think science is the new way to get turned on to god i actually think that's really pretty true when you start if you could teach that to people who are against science then maybe we would make some progress <laughs> but I, I think you know a lot of you know uh theorists and string theory and all that sort of stuff right. they get back to some sort of like we get atoms doing really weird fucking things and we have black holes and we have all that sort of, and i'm kind of like oh i just think all of that mess might be the other thing we're feeling but we're also trapped let me put this to you fuck that i'm not a scientist well, I, the I thing can't represent the thing that. that i was gonna like the thing that always gets me in the universe talk that always fucks with me is if there's nothing why is there anything yeah that's great but because it's like there'd be no point to there being hydrogen or anything. Right. 
why is there anything what is this? if there's what is nothing? This? Yeah, what is what this? What the fuck is this then? Yeah, and what is nothing? Right. Uh, you know, like, before the Big Bang, there was nothing. Uh, yeah, what's, uh, what is that? Uh, yeah. Can there be another one over there? Another yeah, Big yeah, Bang? Yeah, like, you yeah, start yeah. to get crazy thoughts. Well, that's they're saying there's so many different billions of uh, universes and suns and planets and uh, 13 confirmed other dimensions and all this sort of stuff, and we're just stuck... In this one, in this, in this three-dimensional, that hurts my balls to think. Yeah, about. linear thing. <laughs> it, this is this is the this came up on the Dimitri Martin thing, and it came up on this uh, on this movie I was just watching. Is this idea of you know uh, flatlands? The idea of a two-dimensional world mm-hmm. where every once in a while they see a red circle, and what it is is it's a, a ball in the third dimension bouncing on their world. So you understand if we were flat, correct? You just see a circle every once in a while. Yeah. So those guys might be like, "I think that was a ball," and someone else would be like, "No, that was nothing." <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. So I think we're kind of trapped. Dogs trying to understand the internet a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But I'm with you. Gut says something. Yeah, because it's too crazy. Uh, yeah, it's too crazy. Like one time I ate edibles and I watched a show about the universe. Hot. Yeah. And I said to everyone who would listen, "If we understand gravity." We understand everything. Really? Yeah, because I really thought that. Yeah. Then it fucked me up that when the big... Nothing can move faster than light. This is like a law. It's like a rule. Yeah. And it's crazy Yeah. when it's explained. You know what I mean? Like, if you're on a ship traveling at the speed of light, you can't run forward in the ship. You actually... Because you can't go fast. It's like... You know what I mean? Right. But then when the Big Bang happened, it blew up faster than the speed of light. When, I, like, when I'm high on edibles yes. watching that, you just lose your shit. Yes. You're like, <laughs> you, you can go into a space, I think, either in meditation, near-death experiences, sometimes people have this sort of thing, right. or eating pot, uh, where you are just living in a space where you feel like you understand everything. Whether or not you do, but in that moment, you sure feel like you do. Yeah, I like feeling that way then feel silly like afterwards yeah. but i really like feeling the like, profound way i then i sat there and tried to figure out gravity yeah. like i don't know what that meant to yeah. me yeah, at, yeah, that, yeah. at that moment yeah. in time but, but it was I, important it was very important to me that i i could i can do this i'm Here, going to figure out gravity here's one that i had recently it wasn't on pot it was meditating but it was it was a thought that really baked my noodle and i couldn't i can't explain it to people but maybe you'll get it okay as i was trying to understand how we're all in this together, how we're all kind of unified. And the thought is very basic. I'm almost done, actually, is that everything is just color, meaning you're made up of color, and this table is also made up of color. So that's an easier way for me to understand that I can't see molecules, but I can see that this is color, this is a green coaster, and the water doesn't have color, I guess, but like the paper and and the blood inside of you has color. Everything is color. And it, it made me think of all of creation as almost being like paint, you know what I mean? Like this, yeah. the same thing. Like that Robin Williams movie where he- kind of <laughs> wet dreams may come. Wet dreams. Hey, oh, have you seen my new movie, <laughs> Robin? That's an old movie. Mm, it's coming out this weekend. Robin, go back to bed. <laughs> Sleepwalking again, aren't I? <laughs> that's kind of like Buffalo Bob. Is she a great big fat person? <laughs> she puts lotion in the basket. Oh, <laughs> put it in there. Lubiderm, lubisperm. First you lubiderm, then you lubisperm. Is that something? <laughs> do, oh. do, do, do. Oh. Bobcat, is this something? <laughs> oh. 
So you're not living in fear. You don't have any fear. You're naturally spiritually curious, but you're not too worried about it. Oh, I have crazy anxiety about everything else, though. But yeah, what do you mean? I have panic attacks, just like. You but do? I, yeah, sure. Interesting. Yeah. What triggers those? Uh, whatever. Uh, uncertainty. Uncertainty. I yes. think uh, I started getting them in college right before I was graduating and didn't know what I was doing. I think. Uh huh. And so I think that that I don't know. Uh. <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, panic attack. Panic at the disco. Yeah. If the disco is my insides, yes. Um, <laughs> VIP room. <laughs> uh, I try to blame the drinking on anxiety often, like because that's that'll get rid of it lickety split. Yeah. Because you, it shuts down the, it kills the brain cells that say, yeah. you're dying. Yes. You know, by killing you. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. You're not dying. I'll kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Like the soldier in uh, yeah. Finding Matt Damon. But, uh, <laughs> so I think I want there to be a heaven. That's optimistic agnostic. I don't, uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. Opnostic. You're an opnostic. I'm an opnostic. Well, what do these panic attacks feel like? Like you're dying? Yeah. But then I can talk myself out of them because I read an uh, an article in Details Magazine that said that the new research is showing that you should welcome them because then you'll stop having them. Like, instead of being like, oh, fuck, what is that? Then if you sit there and go, yeah, bring it on, then it'll go away. And that's totally changed my life recently. Really? Yeah. Details Magazine? Yeah, having this article I got over my epilepsy from GQ. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Someone showed it to me that has panic attacks and said this will change the way you look at it and so i read it it's you know and so you feel a panic attack coming and you go yeah i welcome it it goes away interesting as opposed to being fighting it makes it so much worse worse that's so funny i've never been in an earthquake but my approach will be hell yeah (laughs) i want i want to train my i know they're terrifying and i don't want to sound like i won't be scared but i'd like to associate them with oh let's get this over with it's my first earthquake instead of like get to the doorway let it ride (laughs) let it ride (laughs) and then fucking ken barnard comes in with the peacemaker (laughs) let it ride yeah and then he reads from rocky sometimes you eat the bar sometimes the bar then he's swallowed by the earthquake Okay, what game do you want to play? You can tell me the... I bet you have a good uh, hardest laugh story. Do you? Oh, what, I, what, the, what's the, when is the hardest you've ever laughed? Oh, shit. Any of them. You don't have to give me number one. Uh, number one, the first... This is so sad. <laughs> when I was 13, I bought... They're All Gonna Laugh at You by Adam Sandler. Yes. And I listened to The Longest P. I love The Longest P. And, I, and it was at that point in my life... Sitting in my room, giggling to myself, and that was—I knew at that moment in my life that before that it was watching Dana Gould in fifth grade on television do a bit where he's—I don't remember the bit, but he's like, "Go to bed, old man," and I was like doing an impression of some like a girl that lives in the building, and I fell off the couch laughing. And I told him that story, and he goes, "Do you want me to do the bit right now?" I was just like, "Oh, please, yes." Did he? Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. It was at Lubitsch. He did the bit for me, just standing there. Oh, my God. I want to see if we can find the longest P on Spotify. (laughs) You can find it? I want to listen to it, because I loved that when I was a kid, too. Do you Uh, have any, like, personal ones? Yeah, there was... You don't have to. I was in... I'm just racking my brain going through it. And I went... 
on a senior trip to Puerto Vallarta, and my friend Doug, who I I was pissed off at, was hitting on girls and walking backwards, talking to them. <laughs> And he walked into That's a great setup. He was and he walked into a fire hydrant, uh, farted really loud and fell all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> so he's walking backwards hitting yeah, on girls. Like, yeah, so maybe I was thinking, you know, later. <laughs> Fall down. <laughs> that made me laugh really. Falling hard. in that would be enough. Walking backwards, talking to you would be enough. Hitting on girls, fire hydrant, farts while falling. There's so many things. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. And now we're going to listen to The Longest P. And when it's done, you were great. Would you you say keep it crispy when this is done? Sure. You're great for doing that. Thank you for having me. I think it's that cable. Here, you want me to just do it? Oh, man, let me in there. I really got to pee. Here it is. She's going to edit it out. Okay. Keep it crispy. (laughs) (laughs) Now don't edit it out. He said keep it crispy. Now you don't have to say it later. So many sounds. You don't have to edit any of that out except maybe that sound. <laughs> no, I mean it. You can keep that in. Okay. Just don't. Maybe that sound can come out. That horrible sound. <laughs> hey, man, let me in there first. Go ahead, man. Take it easy. Thanks. I really got to pee. It's okay. Is it recording it or not? I really got to pee is the setup. <laughs> yeah. We thought there was no way he wasn't actually peeing. We were like, "This is that's that sounds real." Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> At what point is it too long? It's still believable. Oh. <laughs> it's still okay. It's still kind of okay. Right here, he's done. <sighs> Right. It starts getting. It starts getting right here. <coughs> oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Oh Oh no! Oh man! Ah! Ah! There you go. If I remember you. Okay. Oh man! Ah. Oh my god! <laughs> I'll be out in a minute! <laughs> That's a good oh. drip sound, like he's kind of oh. pinching it. Oh my. How do you oh. end this guy? Oh. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, man. You pissed in your pants. I know. So did I. I guess that makes us piss pals. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it is. <laughs>
That's how that ended. That's how that ends. You didn't need to end anyway. And then he did that in Billy Madison. Yeah. The piss thing. <laughs> With the peeing your pants, it's cool. It's, it's cool to pee your pants. <laughs> That's the one. You know what to say. Keep it crispy. <laughs> <laughs> all rights reserved. Adam Sandler's "They're All Gonna Laugh at You." <laughs> Available now on what was that? YouTube. Columbia House. What are you? Spotify. Katie owns that. Good for you. That's her ringtone. <laughs> it's a really. It's a good ringtone. Well, thanks everybody. Thank you for having. Thank you, Brado. Oh God. Do you like Tylenol PM? That was the first question I asked you. Oh, I don't know. You, I don't know. It's so good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'd love to. I take a few in the morning to take the edge off. Ooh, like that Sublime song. You know it. The one about the L.A. riots? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Thank <laughs> you.